0: fastgrowingtrees.com code pool offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply
1: What is going on everybody this is episode 27 of Pop Culture Crisis, mm-hmm. uh, we actually had to start recording over again because I said episode 26, and my co-host, Miracle, uh, decided to correct me and let me know that I was wrong. It is, in fact, episode 27. Speaking of my co-host, why don't you introduce yourself, young lady?
2: Hi, I'm Miracle Sam, as he said. Nice to meet you.
1: That was very different from your normal.
2: Because you said my name, so I was like,
1: uh- <laughs> I, I, I kind of <laughs> like, screwed it doing up. last I, names, I, too? <laughs> I screwed it up for you. And I that- do
2: my last name because it's easier for people Um, Because like Because Miracle
1: isn't memorable enough
2: No people call me Sam Like they legit don't believe my first name is Miracle So they call me Sam Like throughout my whole life People that I grew up with Still call me Sam to this day Because they don't believe that my first name is Miracle Is it weird that
3: I never once questioned That your first name was Miracle Just like yeah that's your name
2: Yeah because like names are just names Like I had two first names okay leave me alone
1: (laughs) And the voice you heard in the background there—that is our guest host for today. Introduce Yay. yourself, sir.
3: Hey, I'm Carter Banks, and uh, yeah. What do you do? <laughs> and
1: uh, why don't you let everyone know what you do here?
3: I make music all day, uh, do composing for different Tim Cast shows, and production and writing for Tim Pool, and. Um, Yeah, very excited about the stuff we got coming up, but Mm -hmm. I'm even more excited about being on the show today, so thanks for having me.
1: Yes. uh, What happened was, uh, I was looking through um, articles and structuring the show for today for what we were going to talk about, and this happened another time before, but I I found several uh, music-related articles. They're not even really about music. It's gossip that happens to involve musicians, but as word association is want to go, I'm like, you know, music... Musician. Well,
3: yeah, I we have a musician paying attention here. to this stuff, especially the stuff we're going to talk about today for quite some time.
1: Yeah, So, but I was like, music? Musician? I'll, I'll see if Carter wants to come on yeah. and talk with us yeah, today. Yeah, it's
2: always great to have you on because we have a different perspective. Because Brett and I, like have we have similar tastes of music, but when we listen we to... We don't
1: have the same taste at all <laughs> in music. Are you sure? Uh, liking a couple of the same songs is not the same thing as having the same taste in music.
2: Okay. Well, this man can rap the whole L- uh, LBC song.
1: I can rap a whole lot of songs. I grew up in the Midwest. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> and
3: I'm thinking like, what's an LBC song?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. she, she's talking about Regulators by yeah. Warren G. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you gr- when you grew up in the Midwest and you're from like uh, a middle class suburb, lower middle class, but lower, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what do you do but to grow up listening to Tupac and Biggie uh, and Warren G I and know, pretty much all of uh, Death Row records? For yeah, sure. I was born there. Yes. So
2: I'm like, I, I kind of... Experienced it Even all the way to Seven um, Seven years old And then moved to Bakersfield And then came back When I was like 18
1: Not a lot of rapping About Bakersfield I'm sure
2: But no um, But a famous folk singer Like a country singer I've uh, I'll search up his name But he passed away And now they have A whole museum for him
1: A whole museum For a folk singer I, Yeah because It's probably somebody Really famous that I just, Yeah <laughs> I
3: think it was Biggie Smalls I lived in uh, Brooklyn in Um God, I forgot It, it was uh, in a place
2: Oh, Buck Pac- Owens where he,
3: I went to the grocery store he worked at as a kid I forgot what this place is called But it's kind of like I'll remember it later in the show It's going to be plaguing my thoughts all day So mm-hmm. anyway
2: Yeah, that's but, what I Well, hear. no, I go on,
3: more. go on Oh, well, that's it Oh <laughs> That's the end of the story So that's how I tied myself into this <laughs> conversation That is uh, about Biggie Smalls Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. That I don't even know what the end of the story was He worked at a grocery store Oh, he did That I went yeah. to I mean, not. I, I didn't go to it while he was working there Yes, of course but not But the town is kind of like He's their, um, their national treasure Of course yeah. Of course But
2: yeah, the singer that I was thinking of is Buck Owens
3: I don't know I've never heard of him
2: Oh my god he, Legit, if you search up his songs Like he has a song about Bakersfield And they call him the sound of Bakersfield And like he's <laughs> a well-known country star
1: there was a there's a a very well known skate shop in in Bakersfield. At least I think it's still there called Intuition. Um, oh, it's so. like
2: all the way in downtown. You you know it. I passed by a couple that of times. That
1: is awesome. Matt Mickey, I know I know the owner. Oh, uh, a cool. friend of mine still skates for that shop to this day. So nice. yes, uh, I have a connection to Bakersfield as well. Mm-hmm. The, uh, growing up, that shop, um, Intuition had a, a really famous run of skate videos when mm. I was very young. So I have a, a strong connection, even though I have only ever been there once and it was only in passing.
2: Well, Bakersfield is now changing, like legit. Like, I know everything changes when you get older, but... When I w first lived in Bakersfield, like my my high school that I went to used to have like an onion farm next to it and then they changed it to a cotton farm and the then heck do you
1: do it in onion farm? I don't know. I don't know. Peel?
2: I don't but <laughs> cry?
1: You cry onions Yeah, I guess they do grow do, do they give people like weird like ways to not cry while working on an onion
3: farm?
2: Here's a fun can you,
1: can fact. you answer this?
2: No I
3: don't I, cry when I cut onions. Well, you don't? No.
2: Well Maybe you're tried. Evil. Probably evil No there's uh, There's a way Where you can cut The onion Without crying So you know The stem part Where like the roots are Okay Don't cut it off When you're like Chopping the onions Because that's where Like most of the um, Juices come out So it overflows And like makes you cry If you cut it off So
3: I've cut straight through mm-hmm. before. Juices were flowing and my eyes were dry. Well,
2: also um fun fact about onion juice. If you put it on your skin directly, it helps you like clear up um, acne scars, no like little divots. Yeah. Carter's
3: like sign me up. Yeah, yeah so, I got adult acne. It's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, so basically like you Miracles know like the like craters um the craters that you can't see on camera because I'm very photogenic when it comes to camera. (laughs) Sorry. That's a big flex. Wow. Okay. But when you see me in person, I have like really terrible skin quality. But if you put onion juice and like fresh lemon on your face, like it helps it cut like all the, germs and everything, but onion juice helps it, like, clear the craters. I may be
3: going to an onion store today.
2: Carter's <laughs> like,
1: hey, Brett, you want to you go onion shopping today? Yeah, onion so shopping. basically,
2: when you freshly cut that onion, that juice, like, you rub it into your skin, and it helps it, like, basically make your skin even again that
1: process uh. sounds really awful to me
2: yeah because you your little are gonna smell it sounds like, like, onions. like it hurts
1: it sounds like it hurts go ahead hurt. and say
3: this is not medical advice
2: no like, it is medical advice no miracle you're doctor. literally
1: not allowed to give medical <laughs> <Yeah>. advice
2: <laughs> no, no no i mean like it's like medical advice that i saw in the article and it actually worked because i did use it i advocated for it but i couldn't stand the smell of the onions because oh. You basically have to take a shower right after.
3: Oh, because it's on your face.
2: Yeah, it's on your face. So I recommend. Overpowering. If you're ever yeah. going
3: to cry, it would be then.
2: Yeah, That'd so. That would be the ultimate test
3: for not you. not crying
1: because they're onions. You're crying because it smells so bad. Yeah. it
2: smells so bad. So basically, I recommend doing it at night and, like, just praying to God that it doesn't make your whole bed smell like onions. That mm-hmm. doesn't
1: sound like it's worth it to me. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it doesn't. Know. It doesn't it's, sound like it's worth it.
2: Well, like, it dries out. But if you, like, sleep on your bed when you freshly have like juicy onion on your face like don't sleep on your bed wait until it like dries out and should then you sleep, sleep on the floor no
1: <laughs> just don't oh, sleep
2: yeah. Yeah. no it only takes like five minutes to dry out the price
3: oh, we pay for beauty yeah well i'm gonna stick with the charcoal
2: charcoal is really good charcoal is good for inflammation in your stomach too but it makes your um it makes your feces turn black <laughs> All that's, right,
1: that's disgusting. Let's dive into Sorry. it. <laughs> Sorry,
2: fun facts with miracle.
1: Because keep, keep I, telling us about this fun fact.
2: Yeah, but I don't know, like, what else do you want to know, Carter?
3: Um, I don't really have any more questions right now. Well,
2: you know, charcoal like was like a big food trend in the foodie world.
3: No, I I saw it at a uh, store once, and I mm-hmm. started using it to brush my teeth with because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this will whiten your teeth. Just wasn't worth. brushing uh, my teeth with charcoal
2: well like also i was watching dr oz he said it helps too like if you're not like a big flosser like i am i don't really floss my teeth that often unless like there's food like really stuck in there but basically um when you brush your teeth with charcoal it basically like takes out all the like plaque same thing with like regular brushing you should brush your teeth twice a day people oh totally that's kind of gross <laughs> like i had to tell andy like when i first moved in with him like you need to brush your teeth twice a day and he like,
3: doesn't brush his teeth twice a day
2: no like sometimes he forgets and they're like brush your teeth man your teeth Damn. are not gonna last long yeah like, you
3: gotta brush your teeth
2: and that reminds me of a time of my friend um king who had a big crush on Peyton list when we we're in high school he was so afraid to touch candy because he was afraid to get cavities and like legit he'll bring a toothbrush with him everywhere
3: i've got a toothbrush everywhere well
1: your office is like a, an apartment in and of itself I,
3: it kind of is because i spent so much there. time there i've started moving things into where it's like why am i even paying for an apartment why
1: indeed
2: yeah and? i don't know like huh. i could have done that because like sometimes i don't leave until like late nights
1: that is true So today we've got like a bunch of different stuff to cover. Uh, We're going to talk. The reason I I asked Carter originally was because there is a Nirvana uh, article here today. There was a, if you guys remember, there was like a, what was it called? It was like a lawsuit that Mm -hmm. got filed a couple of... uh, a couple of months ago, if I remember correctly, uh, where the cover of the album is in question with uh, with the original cover for Nevermind uh, for the album. Mm-hmm. And then we're also going to talk about Gal Gadot's uh, horrible video, Imagine, and uh, she finally responded to that. And the article is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really funny video of Jason Derulo having a fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Somebody uh, mistaken him for and, uh, sure. and some, uh, you watch it? Yes. yes okay and the, and some also some what I'd like to point out is like shoddy journalism mm-hmm. uh, or not journalism but clickbait in the headlines mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about beavis and Butthead coming back which is a Gen Xer's dream
3: oh dude my uh, one of my best friends his dad went to high school with the guy that made Beavis and Butthead. Mike Judge. Yes.
1: Okay, excellent. And then, So he
3: has all the free Beavis and Butthead DVDs.
1: That is awesome. And then we were also going to talk about, uh, I got um, interested in, after we did uh, yesterday, we had on Hannah Claire, and we were discussing um, Keanu Reeves and Good Deeds, mm-hmm. and I, I remembered uh, a bunch of stuff about Shaquille O'Neal and thought we would uh, try to add to that list of uh, celebrities who are actually decent people. Uh, and we'll get into that because another article came out today uh, regarding some stuff he did over the holiday season so I say we just get right into it and we go right in and do uh, the first article here is uh, about the album Nevermind and this is uh, basically what it is is the cover uh, there was a lawsuit against the band Nirvana over the cover for the album. Nevermind. Now, if you guys, uh, don't know that is, um, a very famous, uh, music cover, uh, for both the vinyl and the CD of the baby swimming, uh, towards a, trying to catch a dollar bill, uh, in what's supposed to be the ocean, I think, uh, in the cover, but it's actually, it was, uh, according to the article it was filmed on like a pool in like a, an Olympic sized swimming you pool. You can
3: see the reflection of the blue stripes at the bottom. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So, so it's a pool. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell looking at it growing up. Um, is yeah, that neither th- could I. is that the raw picture or is that the the album cover? Here's
3: actually? the thing: I don't remember it looking like this because when I saw it, and maybe this is just how my mind's changed of what's acceptable and stuff. But mm-hmm. like this looks a lot different than what my mind had, you know. It is since it it's
1: since been edited, from what I understand, um, for obvious reasons yeah. in, cur- in today's current climate. Uh, it makes perfect sense. So this article says, and this is from ABC News, NBC News, NBC News. News. A judge dismissed a lawsuit against the rock band Nirvana over the iconic 1991 Nevermind album cover, which depicts a baby swimming naked in a pool. Spencer Eldon, 30, who was photographed in a Pasadena, California swimming pool at the age of four months, filed the federal lawsuit in August alleging child pornography. The photo was digitally altered to add a dollar bill on a fish hook to make it look as though he was trying to grab it. The U.S. District Judge Fernando M. Alguin uh, dismissed the lawsuit Monday after Eldon missed the deadline of last Thursday to file opposition documents to the defendant's request to toss their suit uh online court documents say eldon uh can file a second amended complaint attempting to cure to the extent he believes it war- it's warranted by law the the alleged defects outlined in the in the defendant's motion so he has until january 13th to file uh, To file or the lawsuit will be dismissed without prejudice. Without prejudice means it can be refiled, I believe. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, The court documents uh, state this. It says, Eldon's attorney alleged the original complaint that included money in the photo made the client appear, quote, like a sex worker. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a little absurd. This is the world we live in today. Absurd is the best word for it.
2: Well, it's the same thing when they try to come at N M for that song um, with Rihanna. Uh what is the song where like she's being like hit? I don't know. Oh I it's basically the song goes like
1: I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the name of it.
2: I forgot the name of it. I'll search it up. Unimportant. But, yeah. Um it's off topic, but it's the same thing. Like people are attacking for old songs that were popular ba- um back then and kind of shaped us today. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean it
3: would be a stretch to say that like yeah, we're gonna put this baby in a swimming pool and people will see this and think a four month old sex worker I don't yeah, think so
1: I don't think so uh, it's uh, to me it just seems like an attempt to get in the headlines that's uh, tra- oh. as being as charitable as possible yeah.
2: found it it's called the love the love- way you lie yeah thank yes. you okay Finally.
1: Um, uh, no I remembered it I was just giving you a hard time oh, I'm just being a dick today
2: that's, you're mean it's just one of those days also I thought I'm I in never- a bad mood oof not really. Also, I thought I never heard a Nirvana song, but I searched up the album. Yeah, I know. God, more. you're a Zoomer. I know one song. Which one? Smells like Teenage... Oh. Uh, teen- teenage you know, Spirit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like, I know two songs.
2: Did, oh. How not, can you
3: be the music? I know. I uh, know. It's, did, it wasn't my... Um, what's the other one? Please tell me it's at least something in the way. Dude, honestly, it, um, I couldn't name the name of the song. Like, obviously, I know who Nirvana it's is. okay. I've heard their songs... But it was a little before my time. Uh, yeah. When
1: you're when you're done with this today, your homework is to go
3: <laughs> back Got to your office yeah.
1: and listen to Nirvana's MTV Unplugged uh, okay uh, album. Uh, the video uh, there, there's live performances of it. It's that's your homework. I'm actually today.
3: curious. Like I genuinely would like to know how they sounded. Unplugged. Yes, so, yeah.
1: uh, that is that is your homework for today. I'll do it. In fact, one might say that my constant wearing of cardigans is related to Kurt Cobain. Not huh. not really, but it was part of the the style during grunge in the nineties. So, uh, oh, I, I, really? I, I he's
2: I, trying to bring back grunge in I'm, a cute. I'm I'm
1: absolutely not trying to do that
2: in a cute way.
3: Um, <laughs> hey, it's just coming back, and he's the first to do it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I thought you were the first to do well, it. Well, me and Brett are
3: kind of like on the same page with style. Yes,
1: we are.
2: Yeah, one wears really long shirts, and the other.
3: His shirts are a little longer than mine, but yeah. I'm still wearing tunics at this point.
2: Oh, true. Yeah. If so you is, guys, is yeah. four
1: months too too old to be? Con- is that is that what makes it ridiculous? Like it makes like it if ridiculous it was like a if it was like a preteen, it would make more sense.
3: Like yeah, maybe a thirteen year old or something like what that. What do you mean Four month old. old baby?
1: Like like the the claim I mean, is outlandish. Guess it's possible, but like. The the claim is outlandish to me. And it says Elding was seeking at least one hundred and fifty thousand dollars from each of the defendants, surviving band members David Grohl, who Carter also did not know was in Nirvana before
3: the Foo Fighters. Yeah, well, well I didn't, but I mean. I know who David Grohl is. Yeah,
1: well, what I'm saying like so. like a, uh, uh, what's the there's the thing Um, th- there's like the meme. It says, "What is that guy from the Foo Fighters doing playing with Nirvana?" Oh no, it, it's, uh, <laughs>
3: okay. Well, le- that makes me feel better that I'm not the only one. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. it says
1: uh, it's not like I'm a huge like I just I know because I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah, So I'm I'm closer to These that. These Things age. I would have
3: known having having been you know yeah in it four years it's, more.
1: It's not like I I've, I've like listened to every album and uh, have uh, all their uh, you know the the pockets for the yeah. albums like uh, framed or something i just yeah, happen to yeah. know that stuff because uh kurt cobain is just a, is always been kind of a subject of fascination uh, oh, in america sure. given what transpired exactly mm-hmm. but it says so courtney love kurt cobain's widow and the executive estate uh guy osiri and heather perry the manager of cobain's estate photographer kirk Weddle. i'm guessing that's who took that photo of that you know of the baby uh art director Robert Fisher and a member of, uh, so all these people have been named in that lawsuit and he was seeking 150k for each a of them and a guy who
3: wasn't even part of the band when this all happened yeah like how do you sue that guy too original
1: Nirvana <laughs> drummer Chad Channing Chad Channing that's an amazing name yeah is also named as a defendant even though Grohl had replaced him in ninety before the, 1990 before the album was recorded or uh, cover photography was shot yeah. uh attorneys for the defendants declined to comment on Tuesday <laughs> Eldon will uh uh, on Tuesday, Lewis said Eldon will file a second amendment amended complaint very soon. We are confident that Spencer will be allowed to move forward with the case, he said in a statement. The idea of the cover image when when Cobain the idea came for the cover image when Cobain saw a documentary about underwater births and thought the image would make a cool cover. Fisher told Entertainment Weekly the vision was a bit too graphic, so we went with the swimming pool baby instead. So it's like that's like almost like the definition of like artist. Uh, kind of yeah. closed off from the rest of the world. Exactly. Like he might, he might not know. He doesn't really understand like why society would look at it negatively because he's right. looking at it from the perspective of an artist who's trying to create uh, and build something that stands taller than yeah. uh, typical uh, modern sensibilities, and even for the time. Yeah, and he compromised. Mm-hmm. So it, it is interesting that they would bring that, like, like that, in the part at the end of the lawsuit, which no, they bury. One of the things we talk about when we talk about... uh, We're going to talk about other forms of this, about how the media manipulates you. Um, This one's less so, because the article's not really trying to sway you one way or the other, but they bury this in the very last paragraph of the article, where it says... Elden has, now Elden is the baby. Mm-hmm. It says Elden has repeatedly posed as a, has, re, has repeatedly recreated the pose as a teenager, as an adult while wearing swimming trunks to celebrate the album's 10th, 17th, 20th, and 25th anniversaries. However, in most of the interviews accompanying the photo shoots, he expressed mixed feelings about being famous because of the cover. So yeah. he had mixed feelings about it, just not enough to stop himself from redoing the cover yeah and i'm glad
3: i read the whole article because looking at this objectively the dude ultimately missed the deadline to file a counter lawsuit against Mm. them it's like he must not have cared that much yep if he delinquently missed the opportunity to counter their
1: it just keeps like. his
2: name In cycle That's what they do oh. sometimes Maybe he was just <laughs> hoping For a quick
1: Out of pocket settlement Like uh,
3: It seems like he's Grasping at straws Very badly
1: mm-hmm. um, I But I thought It was interesting Like one The big reason That I thought It was interesting Was it really is Feel weird That they at They waited to add The part at the bottom About how he recreated The pose Yeah Like four separate times uh, Without kind of Acknowledging it that Makes it a little weird to think that he would suddenly have a right to, or have an, a desire to claim that this is uh, bad.
3: I think if they took this to court, they would probably lose. I, I agree
1: as well, especially since they would have had to have, cons- he was a minor and he, they would have had consent from the parents they mentioned. Which in the they ar- didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nuts? No, they did. They said they didn't
3: did, in there. In this article. Yeah. Where? Did I miss that part? All the way to the bottom. It said they, they paid 200 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and, but the parents didn't like... Uh, oh, that's what th- his attorney is claiming. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's not true. Weddle
1: calls up and was like, Hey, Rick, want to make $200 and throw your kid in the drink? He said, I was like, what's up? And he's like, well, I'm shooting kids all this week. Why don't you meet me at the Roseville, throw your kid in the drink? And we just had a big party at the pool and no one had any idea what was going on. Okay. So they're claiming there was no releases signed. Yeah. Uh, okay. There could be a case there. Yeah. I, I mean, I I still think that the, the suit would... Uh, I mean it would be his parents that would file the suit, right? Why did they, and the fact that he was willing to recreate the album cover makes it hard to believe That's him.
3: That's a big thing too. And it's like, what damages did this cause him that he can like yeah. sue to make himself whole again? So, so what he, what could they give him?
1: Yeah. So he, um, he, he, s- recreated the pose but then when they interviewed him regarding it he has mixed feelings about it like that tell that tells me it's like you know maybe life isn't be, hasn't been kind to him or he's not doing that well and like he does it because there's money in in recreating yeah, the pose yeah. but not necessarily that he's very wholeheartedly in it i can understand that. i can understand like, that
3: too and i was like, thinking like yeah i mean that's his identity
1: like yeah it's become who he is in a lot of ways and that probably bugs him too maybe that's
3: what he has to do yeah like, like so oh, i got this burden on me i gotta keep using it. Yep.
1: So it's like, it's like it's there forever. Why not at least profit from it a little yeah. bit? I can understand that concept a bit. Mm-hmm. Then
2: what about the kids who got famous because they're a meme now?
1: Uh Oh, <laughs> like, the, the ki- like the ones who like the baby mm-hmm. po- doing this pose and that NFT got sold for like a gazillion dollars. Yeah. And yeah. then
2: that girl that looks really crazy with her bug eyes.
1: Yep. Uh, there's a bunch of them. There's the, mm-hmm. there's the one at the beach. Uh, I don't remember the one at the beach. Remember that one? The so, oh, the yeah.
2: baby that's like I'm gonna sleep here now.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of, and those all those memes have names. Yeah, uh, and like have their own names and their yeah, own.
3: There's like many documentaries on all those too. Yeah, is there is. Like what? I don't know. I went down a YouTube rabbit hole like a year ago and just. Can
2: well, you remember you mem- what they
3: were about? Like which one? Which memes they were talking about? There was one with the smiling guy on a jet ski, and <laughs> they use that a lot. There was the bad luck Brian guy. Ba- I remember bad luck. There was Brian. the one who looks. He just has this like. Not sure what I think about this face, like.
2: Oh, that guy! Yeah.
1: Oh, the kid! Yeah, yeah, no, the kid,
3: right? It was like a yearbook photo, but he's like, twenty maybe.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then, um, well you remember that article that I talked about, Camille Dance? Yes. Yeah, so basically they did a documentary on that too, but then it got shut down. So basically you can find it on YouTube if somebody's willing to mm-hmm. talk Explain about that it.
1: Explain that one to Carter.
2: So do you know the song Caramel Dance?
1: No. She says that like normal people know. Caramel that, that, no, Dance. She says that like normal people <laughs> you know You remember that like is?
2: the three anime girls who um, who are like dancing and they do this and like swing their... Okay.
3: Nothing with anime, I don't remember.
2: <laughs> well, I, I it's actually... <laughs> it's made from Swedish... Uh, people, it's made from a Swedish pop. It's band. made from
1: Swedish people, Swedish, she says. Made in the recipe calls for Swedish people.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Swedish,
1: fish, to Swedish
2: be fish, yeah. They're like really fishy.
1: Uh <laughs> Explain that one, to Carter.
2: So, basically, the song it based um, it reminds a lot of people of DDR. You can still find it on YouTube. The original video, it's under. Um, Caramel dance Like whatever country They have There's the Swedish one The US English one And then the Japanese one But the
1: idea is That it's a meme
2: It's It's, a meme It's a meme mm -hmm. And
1: memes transcend Popular culture And they become Their own thing entirely You forget that The kid in those photos Or the person In that picture That's a human being Mm -hmm. Who like has a life And is more than just what they are in that picture. Yeah. But because memes are so powerful, what's that? The meme magic. Yeah magic. Um, that's like that's like a real term. They, really? they, yeah, that's a term people use. Meme no magic uh, soul, isn't it? Mimetics is a uh, very powerful way of uh, yeah, that's conveying the information. Right. Uh, um,
2: but you know what one meme that's not really transcending um, transcending imagined by Galactic uh, maybe
1: the worst meme. Uh, yeah,
2: that's the worst meme ever.
1: I, I feel bad when we discuss this one, because I am uh, a huge fan of Gal Gadot. I look at Gal Gadot kind of the same way that I look at Scarlett Johansson. They're both uh, like in a world of unbelievably boring and repetitive uh, performances. Even when they give like an average performance, they just have so much charisma uh, like they can capture an audience uh, with stage presence alone. Gal Gadot does that in her unique way, with having her uh, unique accent and her unique uh, way of delivering lines. Uh, we watch. I made Miracle watch the movie Red Notice, which she absolutely hated, and I liked just because uh it had Gal Gadot in it. And the funny thing about Seb. it is she actually. She actually uh, makes fun of herself, or at least the writer of the movie made fun mm. of her, because in this uh, you you've seen the Imagine video, right? That yeah. everyone yeah. saw that we it were all was
3: forced to watch it because COVID. Let's
1: let's describe this to people. So uh, imagine um, if someone packed a bunch of like uh, cannons with cringe, mm-hmm. uh, really tight, and then shot you in the chest like with uh, a cringe cannonball. That's what this was. Um, imagine a world
2: without
1: money. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. Coming from a, all
3: the people that are rich. A bunch exactly. of
1: people who with like, that was the best part. It's like, yeah. it's all people. And like the behind them, it's like this beautiful living room because they're exactly. all at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all like, imagine a world with no possessions as they've just got very expensive possessions it's behind like, them. Lockdowns
3: are great. Yeah, like it's
1: very easy yeah. for me to lock down when I don't have to. It It, it is proof of just how like disconnected yeah. most celebrities are from the common everyday human experience. I don't fault them for that. What they can't really understand, what they no longer understand, right? They, yeah, they should have had
3: PR people say, "Don't do that."
1: This is I make this point to Miracle all the time. I said, "Why, if you're a legacy celebrity, meaning that you didn't get famous on the internet, if you didn't use your the internet to get famous, right. why would you ever even want to engage in social media? It's just a disaster land, like it's landmines that you're going to have to constantly, you know, hover over and jump, yeah, uh, while trying to manage a career that could be just as easily handled by a PR, handled by a PR, PR person." Yeah mm-hmm. Like have have a private If you need to have a social media Have a private page For your friends and family Totally And then let your PR team post New uh, Gal Gadot's new movie Red Notice Comes out on the 15th At blah 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 on That's Netflix. what
2: they do for like 10 That's like, Kind of that's what...
1: Yeah, but he has his own Instagram. He runs Instagram. But the, the point is, is like, it's like for these people, people are already like kind of annoyed by them because they feel disconnected from the common person when they, when they virtue signal. Mm-hmm. And that's what this was. It was a gigantic virtue signal. But she did have stuff to say here, and I thought the quote she had was pretty okay. So it says... That's my take on it. It was pretty okay. So she could have handled it much worse, let's say. <laughs> so it says... Um, See, it says, uh, 2020 uh, would have been, uh, wouldn't would have been as interesting of a conversation piece if Gal Gadot didn't cook up the viral Imagine video the internet roasted her over. It's almost hard to imagine, get it, imagine a world where the infamous clip doesn't exist. <laughs> this article's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost two years after that fateful day, the red notice star finally weighed in on the cover heard around the world, and it's a graceful handling of a, of a still delicate situation. Uh, It says uh, Gadot discussed a wide range of happenings in her life uh, thanks to a recent sit-down interview with InStyle. It was only a matter of time before the subject of the ill-fated clip took center stage, as it's still a moment that everyone continues to discuss here and there. For those of you who are waiting in great suspense, here's what she had to say. And I quote, and I'm going to try to read this as cleanly as possible because i i have a history of screwing up quotes when people are like transcribed yeah because it's hard to quote you know it's easier to read an article that's been typed rather than something that's been spoken oh yeah so it says quote it it just felt right And I don't take myself too seriously. And with the whole Imagine controversy, it's funny. I was calling Kristen Wiig and I was like, listen, I want to do this thing. The pandemic was in Europe and Israel before it came here to the United States in the same way. I was seeing where everything was headed, but the video was premature. It wasn't the right timing and it it wasn't the right thing. It was in poor taste, all pure intentions, but sometimes you don't hit the bullseye, right? I felt like I wanted to take the air out of it so, so that the event was a delightful opportunity to do that. So it's like, she's admitting that, you know, I, she had good intentions. I'm guessing that most of these celebrities, outside of like the worst of the worst virtue signalers where it just comes off as like uh, baiting for career purposes, mm-hmm. I'm sure most of them, as disconnected as they may be from us three, yeah. mean well when they yeah. do something like that. She probably doesn't know the origins of that song, uh, or really or, is re- or and she's probably not really thinking about what the actual connotation of like a world without possession is when you're singing it to a bunch of people who struggle every day just to get theirs uh, and, and it doesn't make her a bad person here it just makes her a little bit disconnected from you and me uh so i try to be one of those people like it was because rogan roasted it remember he's like come on guys Mm, like i'm one of those people it's like it's like i can acknowledge that you probably meant well without I'm still not going to stop taking the piss out of you because it was, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not going to be the hot take guy who's going to say it was the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was a cringe cannon shot straight to the chest of like millions and millions of people.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So it says, uh, on one hand, Gadet, uh, G- Gadot, did G- I say Gadet? Yes, you yeah. did. It's like cadet, but Gadet. Gadot uh, admits that her attempt at a message of peace was at the very least a failure to read the room. Uh, That much was readily apparent when the group rendition of John Lennon's classic tune was enough to incur the wrath of Joe Rogan and others after it debuted. At this point in history, the COVID-19 pandemic, movie theaters were just starting to shut down as the world was uncertain how to safely move forward with everyday life. Even after living through the worldwide reaction to her video and admitting it was a wrong place, wrong time sort of sentiment, Gadet doesn't back... Gadet... Gadot... doesn't. God... Why am I saying I that? I always
3: thought it was Godot.
1: No, it's Godot. It, it really uh, is Godot. It, it's Godot. Yeah, she yeah. says
2: you have to pronounce the T. It's Godot. like
1: dot. It's like people who say Rihanna when it's not. It's Rihanna. Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Rihanna. She's, she herself calls it <coughs> Rihanna. It's not Rihanna.
2: Why is everybody complicated?
1: It's so complicated.
2: It's complicated. So it
1: says. Uh, it, so admitting that it was a wrong place, wrong time sort of sentiment, Miss Gadot doesn't backtrack or regret her decision to make that video, which quite frankly is a wise assessment. As the pandemic continues continued, and society became more used to being stuck indoors and looking for entertainment, things like John Krasinski's Some Good News would start to form and become popular with audiences looking to feel good. Uh, I I agree. Like I follow a lot of Instagram channels that are like mm-hmm. Good News Movement and like uh, Bright Side IG which just gives you like positive things to look at on a daily basis because yeah. social media is such a crap storm. Oh yeah. That I need that kind of break in my day of like so-and-so saved uh, three kids oh, or for sure. three kids from a burning building. I've
3: got a YouTube playlist I made called Smile Because Animals and Aww. I've got a bunch of animal things. Like one is like a guy serenading a fox on a mountain. You know, Do you
1: go looking for it? Do you just type in like... You know,
3: whenever I see one I add it to that list. So whenever I feel like you know... How often is I'm that? Feeling bright. I've been doing it... I'll probably add one thing a month every now and then. But how mm-hmm. often do you watch that, and and that playlist? Years? I actually haven't watched it all the way through yet. It's <gasps> like it's like a, it's it's like like a commentary
1: videos. on your life. Yeah. Like if you find yourself watching it more, you're like, "Man, I'm a little bit depressed I hey. share it with people. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's
3: it's, good. It's unlisted, but mm-hmm. maybe I'll make it listed.
1: Do you have anything you do to like uh brighten your day like uh, involving oh, the internet?
2: Yeah, I go rewatch like Old YouTube videos that I like to watch So I'm rewatching this couple They're not together anymore I was really depressed I told um, Brett about this They divorced in February 2020 Because the husband Not the like,
1: greatest lead in Who's eat, the couple?
2: Um, eat your kimchi um, okay, Simon and Martina going. No. Um, basically so
1: We live in different worlds yeah. Sorry sorry Very because different That's okay, okay. what makes it work
2: Okay so this is what happened So I wanted to be a foodie So my whole She also p-
1: wanted to be A travel influencer
2: Yeah and so an, inf-
1: an influencer And a travel vlogger Yeah uh, Anything else I think she wanted to be A professional wrestler No I didn't She, uh, she wanted to Maybe be a sous chef uh, No nah, I have no no, idea.
2: no so what happened was I wanted to be an influencer But then my first goal was to be a foodie because I was really into trying.
1: This is the internet age, dude. This is literally <laughs> we're, see, we're looking at the like, consequence. Like we're <laughs> looking at the consequences of the internet right here.
2: Hey. Yeah. Uh, hey. So, foodie, basically, how to describe it? Because I, this is not the first time I had to describe it to somebody. So, basically, I try new foods that could be trendy and like unusual to people, and I tell you how it tastes and take photos of them
3: so asmr almost
2: kind of With like
3: a description it's
2: just, well it's, it's like just food a, porn it's, it's an offshoot it's food porn
1: it's an offshoot of a regular influencer focused on yeah eating. mainly
2: food
3: a subsidiary of yeah. an asmr <laughs> channel
2: <laughs> it's mainly like food but no, no no like for me i wouldn't like
1: well they don't watch them eat they just post pictures of it and then write reviews no
2: well the couple that i watch um She's so like an independent contractor mm-hmm. for
3: Yelp, but you
2: don't.
1: Live <laughs> for Yelp. Kinda,
2: but basically, they used to live in Korea, and I remember watching them leaving Korea, moving to Japan, and I watched their adventures living in Japan, and then they went back to Canada because originally they were from Canada.
1: Oh, Canada! Yeah,
2: they went back to Canada, Square and I was like, reels, "Why the are thing? they separate in separate houses?" And then I found out by doing a search on Google and Reddit, they got divorced, and I was really depressed. So and Japan was, really tore them apart. Um well it's because like the husband he was like going through some shit but their love story in the beginning before um before them divorcing basically the the wife she has this weird connection disease it's called eds so it's not what you're thinking but get your mind out <laughs> of the gutter yes it's called eds so basically um, there's
1: no s in the one you're thinking of i know <laughs> yeah and i wasn't thinking that you're the I one with the either. mind you're the freaking weird one with your <laughs> mind in I the gutter am. yeah okay well um, f- typical
2: yeah so eds typical. is basically a connective tissue disorder so like there's some days where she's sleeping and her jaw disconnects Or like her shoulder Will pop out of place Yeah so She didn't know About this disease When she was like 13 So she broke her arm And she was like Oh I can't Like she didn't know She broke her arm Until like Everybody was like Oh my god What happened to your arm so she has a high pain tolerance, but with this high pain. And tolerance, this makes
1: her happy. No,
2: no, no. The reason why. What do we? Uh, yeah. Let me. She's go.
1: she's she's taking the very 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 <laughs> long roundabout snowstorm car accident so really what? long detour around to telling you about something on the internet that makes her happy. What's
3: positive about this miracle?
1: <laughs> As I've li- she's literally listed like nine negatives. Yeah, and gotta a, gotta a happy and a vague description of the couple.
2: Well, it's because like I'm happy when like. This is because Andy asked me What I wanted to do for my birthday okay, we're get, <laughs> fin- Finish <laughs> what you're saying
1: And then get back to it so She <laughs> likes seeing other people happy Is what she's saying Yeah
2: I like seeing other people happy So when she like eats food And describes like how food is And like when she makes like a new recipe Or like explores or makes like new things I get happy because okay. like she's happy And then I also watch David Stowe's old skits And I listen to his podcast like, So that's
1: the stuff that Brightens your day when you're in a bad mood.
2: Yeah, like, I like watching, like, weird things that make me happy. Or sometimes I'll just listen to, like, random skips, like, um, Angela Johnson skit in the nail salon. That makes me laugh every time.
3: You know, um, I'd once wrote, like, a post-it note mm-hmm. to put on my window where I'd see it every day that mm-hmm. said, like, smile.
2: Oh And I had a
3: New Year's resolution to, like, smile at least once a day. Mm-hmm. Cause that's proven to improve your mood
2: yeah i think but also i really want martina to come here she lives in japan now but um her U- you can pay
3: for her ticket but she's martina
2: She's the couple that used to be She's she? two
3: people in one
2: <laughs> Sorry you know what I meant Two become no.
1: one is a fantastic Spice yeah. Girls song
2: Yeah but basically um, She has her <clears throat> own new YouTube channel Called King Kogi and it's after Her stuffed pig that she uses for Like support on airplanes when she used to Travel and she'd go like wee wee we, wee oh,
3: wee I hate traveling with her
2: Yeah but I really want to Like her to come because like I feel like she kind of shaped up my life because I always wanted to like travel that was my main goal so
1: you made it as far as West Virginia
2: <laughs> no Maryland I, I went to Japan I went all really? of Asia yeah
3: when were you in Japan.
2: Um, I went to Japan when I was 16 for spring break and then I went to Japan when I turned 21.
3: You might have been there when my sister was teaching English there.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I went there. It's a small world. Yeah, I went there for my birthday. So I went to Vietnam first and then when, after like one week of Vietnam, we went to Japan and I was just hanging out. I was hanging out with my friend Kodai. Kodai, I don't know if you watch these, but because he's on my old Instagram. But he was really cool, and he was, like, trying to be, like, a tour guide. And we went to Akihabara, and he was like, thank you for, like, inviting me. i never been to Akihabara before. I live in Tokyo, but I've just never been in this part. So yeah. this is, like, a weird experience.
1: You say Vietnam like the Brits say vitamin.
2: Really? Vitamin. Vietnam. Vitamin. Well, there's I like
3: dated a, a Vietnamese girl once, mm-hmm. and she said it like that as well.
2: Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay, because like everybody like corrects me, and now I'm scared to say Vietnam. No, no, that's, yeah, uh, I think it that's how. people
1: I'm Never let anyone go- tell you how you have to pronounce it. Yeah.
2: yeah, because like I get scared sometimes pronouncing it, but like um, but I mean, now you know, I'm, I'm just gonna say, say Nam when <laughs> I yeah. went to, I nam. Went to <laughs> nam when I went to Nam. But no, it, a lot of people like. Because I'm mixed of Vietnamese, also, uh, a lot of people see that mainly. So they'll speak Vietnamese to me and they're like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Can you just give me the. Uh, the I speak food?
1: Bakersfield.
2: <laughs> I speak Bakersfield. I speak
1: Long Beach, California.
3: Can you speak LBC? <laughs> I speak over enunciated English.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like,. Uh, LBC like the second language is Cambodian, and I kind of know how to speak it because I'm mixed with that too.
1: I'm a mixed that, breed. That was the name of the that was the heritage of the character in uh, in that show. The cleaning lady. She's a yeah. Cambodian. The show called oh, the cleaning lady? It's yeah. so bad. It's on. I, the f- I, it's, it's so on Fox. bad, and it's and it's oh. ruined because it's Elodie Young is one of the best actresses working today. And it's just really so. It's, so so bad. it's she's on the one who plays Electra in Daredevil. Oh, um,
2: oh, that's sad But
1: But. Uh, Oh, man, I had something great I was going to say, and I totally forgot. That
2: miracle is long-winded.
1: That miracle is long... Well, no, it was was something positive I was going to say. It wasn't going to be ragging on you. I I I like that story. I like that story. Yeah, well,
2: I really like it because, like, I like people who have, like, multiple layers. It's like an onion. Like, onions have multiple layers. (laughs) Why do
1: we keep coming back to onions (laughs) Yeah, I was like,
3: okay, Shrek, onions, (laughs) layers.
2: Uh, Shrek is love, Shrek is life, that's why. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) But, yeah... I just like people who have multiple layers Because like Martina, she also taught me Like when you're having a depressing day Think of your day as building a ladder So first when you start off your day You're really depressed Build like little things Like first, like let me get out Choose a cute outfit That's one rum built Mm -hmm. And then second rum Let's make a cute. breakfast It's a rung,
1: not a rum What did I say? You said rum
2: Oh, sorry She's (laughs) like,
1: have your first glass of rum In the morning And then after you've picked out your outfit, have your second glass of rum, <laughs> and the day just gets better. It's like magic.
2: It's like magic, it's you like, guys. It's, it's, I it's swear I'm not an alcoholic. A,
1: a whole bunch of rum makes a, makes your day. By the way, I do want to point out, the, they, they do mention at the end here that uh, uh, Gal Gadot has a new movie coming out called, uh, uh, what's it called? The New Kid, the new Hercules. Hercule Hercule Perot. I can I can never pronounce that
3: crap. You know, this is funny because mm-hmm. maybe that was the reason she wrote this article. It was like, well, I'm mostly known for this, so let's use that as like. Well, a, no, she was yeah. likely on a press tour. Shoehorn into
2: yeah. this,
1: she was likely on a press tour, and they got this article out know. of that press also, tour. Also, um, um,
2: fun fact about the song Imagine: it was written in early. 1971 Death uh, on
1: the Nile That's the name of the movie okay. Yeah I Death on the Nile
2: um, Basically John Lennon He wrote this song Because he just bought A new piano And spray painted White For his wife Yoko Ono's birthday And it, Soon afterwards He wrote Imagine On it And Imagine Was inspired by, Heavily by Yoko Ono's um, Who used the words In many of her 1960s concept artworks okay yeah and then also i went down the rabbit hole so one of the questions was what's the main idea of the song imagine so the song slash poem reflects the dream of a poet who wants to see a world problem free so that's why he talks about like no Utopianism religion. Yeah Yeah Utopianism. I've heard the original song And science. then there's another There's another question That kind of alarmed me Is imagine a communistic song It
3: sounds like it It's,
1: uh, it's but, um, unimportant to this discussion Because the what's important here yeah. Is that Gal Gadot Is so charismatic That she survived uh, the One of the cringiest moments of 2020 <laughs> Well uh, it's because
2: people still remember She filmed Wonder Woman The first movie Pregnant
1: I never knew that actually I
2: thought you knew This I, one fact I
1: never knew that yeah. Sounds dangerous for the baby
2: uh, No so basically <sighs> What they did They CGI her stomach Because she did have a stomach Really? Yeah
1: I, uh, I'm gonna need somebody To fact check Miracle I don't think, on that I, don't I think, think she's lying
2: I don't think it's The first movie But it's one okay, of okay, well that, wonder- that, in, the one here, That's here. important
1: It's not the first one the It's the second one The implications of
3: that Would be
1: yeah. I'm not sure. Okay.
2: Well, was Galica Dot pregnant filming <laughs> Wonder Woman?
1: The, so the fact is that she's extremely charismatic and she survived one of the cringiest moments. And what she gave here was like, you know what? It is what it is. Everyone went through their own little uh, temporary psychosis when they went through the the pandemic, right? Like everyone was acting weird. Toilet paper was missing. Ha!
2: Ha! I was right. It was the first Wonder Woman movie. She was five months pregnant. Ha! Sorry. It's loud. Sorry, sorry. It's because he didn't believe my statement.
1: I I stand corrected. You are correct.
2: Yeah, she was up to five months pregnant and they CGI her stomach. Oh That's
3: weird. You think that they would make that she'd be more wonderful <laughs> if she was pregnant.
2: Well, they didn't make a big deal about it, but they did talk about it on entertainment tonight. Got it. For a bit. And then it disappeared.
1: That is interesting. I, mm-hmm. I, it's, uh, that is a new fun fact with Miracle Movie Edition, which is good for me because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm enjoying that.
2: Yeah, um, Miracle's just long-winded today. I,
3: I like it.
1: I, She's I like
2: slowly it. turning into an old man. I did tell people before. I used. I feel like in my past life. I was just a gay old man.
3: Brett, what were you saying before? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying hard not to be sidetracked because you were saying something about what <laughs> you were. Uh, so we started going into. Gal Gadot, and... and, um,
1: Death on the Nile. Yeah, Death uh, on the
3: Nile, but she... Living through oh the, I just like
1: yeah. basically like the idea is like everyone during that situation uh, everyone handled it in their own way and in in a yes. sense it's the bad room, because yeah. it, it's annoying because she just it got out there and in, in like uh, so many more people saw it yeah. but everybody kind of acted probably acted a little bit uh, in a way that they wouldn't necessarily act normally you're cooped up oh for sure uh, I <coughs> the funny thing is the the pandemic didn't affect my life almost at all because I worked but at that time my job I. I Worked almost around almost no one, so I didn't get uh, furloughed at my job, and I skated by myself every day. My like the during the pandemic, I was like, "This is the." I was skating every day in places where I would normally get kicked out because the businesses were all closed. I'm like, "Like, can we do this forever?" I will do this forever.
3: It wasn't like that terrible for me either because I also worked remote. The worst thing was when they shut the gym down because that was like my one thing I did every day. Well, good for you guys.
2: I worked at a convenience store. Twelve hours, seven days a week, and
3: do they shut that down?
2: No, that's called that's no. literally
1: called abuse. Uh, it
2: was a family uh, convenience store, but like <laughs> they asked me. That
1: doesn't make it any less and I was true. Also,
2: I was also going to college during this time too, so I was like mentally stressed out. I bet. Yeah, I I barely passed my Japanese class with a D. I uh, because like. Uh, Because I wasn't studying because I didn't have time to study. Like, legit, I was tired at the end of the day.
1: It happens, man. Mm -hmm. For me, it was like, uh, because I was skating alone every single day during that period, and all of a sudden, all the businesses are closed, and I'm a loner anyways. Like, being here, working with you guys, this is like the most social interaction I've had in like 15 years. Uh, okay, that's not true. That's, that's a huge exaggeration. But, uh, like, but I did see it happen to a lot of my friends. They had weird reactions to being cooped up indoors, people who weren't normally like that, right? Yeah. So I, I forgive her for that. Uh, and, I'm, and she had nothing to apologize for. Like, you know what? I did something. People thought it was cringy. Whatever. Just yeah. It's not like it's going to follow somebody that talented, that charismatic with who's getting all these roles. She's doing this. She's got Death on the Nile coming out, they'll do Wonder Woman 3, she's got uh, the with the Cleopatra movie yeah. coming out as well that I think Patty Jenkins backed out of. So there's all sorts of stuff coming out. Her career is not going to be hurt by this. But it's yeah. cool that she was able to address it. She didn't say the fans are trolls and everybody's mean to me. She just said, "You she know what?" She didn't
3: pull a Seth Rogen.
1: Yeah, she she handled it the way a a, a poised talented celebrity actually would
3: yeah yeah mm.
1: how would you handle it how would i handle it if, if you woke up one day and you're like you're like you realize like the day before you're like holy crap what did i just or like imagine you made imagine you made the imagine video and this comes out uh, and then the next day you're like oh crap
2: well I also mean, carter has it. a really pretty voice too that's true well,
3: but you she also included a bunch of other people some of which didn't have pretty voices I don't know. Uh, and I
1: did point out that that they, she did address this. Uh, they made this a scene in the movie Red Notice where she sings to a character while torturing them because she's oh. the bad guy in the movie. And it's kind of a riff like the guys like you've got a really pretty voice and like it's clearly a a, a nod to that incident. And so she's not she doesn't take herself too seriously. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't. Like.
2: I like her as a person. Like yep. she, legit, she's very charismatic.
1: Yep. I I put a premium on that concept because uh, that's what separates most of the people—the it factor. That's it's, it's uh, the undefinable it. You don't know what what makes it real, but it is. You yeah. can mm-hmm. absolutely char, charisma is not something that can really be taught.
3: Mm-hmm. You can
1: practice it. You can learn stage presence, but yeah. stage presence and charisma aren't necessarily the same thing.
2: Yeah, Simulu. I mean, what? <laughs>
1: Here's Miracle going off on another tangent. Sorry. That's okay. Let's, uh, let's talk. Speaking of going off on tangents, let's talk about Jason Derulo and this. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, this wasn't a tangent per se, but this was a, a, ve- a very hilarious video. And another example I want to point out of horrible Hollywood, or not. I'm sorry, of media um, manipulation. Um, yeah. So the article just says uh, it says video shows Jason Derulo fighting two men after being called Usher. Come so, on, that's
2: a compliment. Uh, But that's... uh,
1: Oy vey. What? It says, um, says, Jason Derulo got into an altercation uh, uh, in Las Vegas on Tuesday morning when a man was caught on video calling him Usher and cursing at him. Uh, According to TMZ, the incident occurred... uh, Where is it here? Uh, At the uh, Aria Hotel in Vegas where Derulo and his entourage clashed with a young group of men after one of them called the fellow R&B singer Usher. Hey, Usher. F you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, notice how they leave that out of the headline on all of these. Uh, it says, it, it makes it seem, it, it's deliberately done to make it seem like some dude called uh, Jason Derulo Usher and he's just like, not on my watch. <laughs> well, even
3: if he did, it's like, I'm not, to say it was me. And someone said, hey, Usher, F you, well, it would be a little bit weirder if they called you so Usher. it wouldn't
2: matter. It would it's be like, a okay, bit.
3: the guy thinks I'm Usher, like, well, he's saying this to this Usher. Just hear him
2: out. Just hear him out. I know it's kind of weird because Cartier didn't realize that he's not Usher. It would be a little no, bit I weird could. if they thought
1: you were Usher. <laughs> Maybe somebody else. Oh, okay. Uh, there's just some glaring that. differences that just wouldn't really fly uh, in that comparison. But, you know, they could compare
3: you to, uh, I don't know, who's a popular singer right now. I don't know. Someone said, "Hey, Justin Bieber." F-
2: oh my you. god! You can I be Shawn Mendes. Like, sure. Hey, fuck you, Shawn Mendes. How dare you?
1: I literally blanked the f word earlier, and she's just like, <laughs> "Yeah." She's like, yeah hey, so she's like, "Hey, Brett." She's like, "Hey, Brett. F you about f <laughs> uh, you." Yeah. Thank you, Miracle. Sorry for that. That was fantastic. Um, did, so, when this video gets uh, gets you know gets the banhammer, we'll blame you. Wait, um,
2: did I really say the word? I think so. (laughs) Did
3: I? Did you
1: not listen to yourself talk?
2: No, I blanked out.
1: Do you understand the words (laughs) that are coming out of my mouth? I watched, (laughs) I I watched, I recently watched all three Rush Hour movies again. (sighs) Comedy, gold, and a true classic. Uh, <coughs> and they stole that Mariah Carey scene, the, that motif in the movie Free Guy, mm-hmm. where he's walking around listening to Mariah Carey um, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, there's a scene in Rush Hour where like, a little gir- like the little girl from the embassy is just in a car with two like big-looking scary dudes, and she's in the backseat singing that song.
2: Aww. Uh,
1: yes. So in the video, you literally hear them say, he says, uh, hey, 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 Usher. And he doesn't actually turn around and go back after these guys. Until until he they, they says, F you, bitch. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, this is the media absolutely uh, taking advantage of the fact. It says, video shows Jason Derulo fighting two men after being called Usher. So you assume he's just nuts. And he's like, you can't handle being. It's, it's yeah, and to then s- the video
3: they show is him like beelining through red tape like to beat some guy up. Like, Very impressive. Relentlessly. it's like. Dude, why?
1: Very impressive on his part to be that... Uh, it's very alpha male of him.
3: I don't think it's very alpha. It's a joke. Way. Okay. <laughs> it's a joke. It's like, I wasn't, no,
1: it's not. It's, uh, it means he's actually got a very delicate ego. Yeah. Uh, additional footage posted on Instagram shows Darillo being escorted out of the hotel in handcuffs moments after the fight broke out. From what I understand, he wasn't booked.
3: I'm like sure they let, let him, him go right after yeah. that. They're
1: like, okay, we've sure. made our photo op. Let the celebrity go. Yeah. Let the celebrity go. It's unclear what sparked the altercation between Darulo and the two men. No, it's not. It's very clear what sparked the altercation between derulo and the two men mm-hmm. but based on the footage captured leading to the fight it looks as though words were exchanged when he was so uh, g- when he was going up the escalator which made him come back down and that's when one of the men yelled at him hey usher you-? so okay so they were heckling him and he was yeah. maybe you know it's one of those things he's had a bad day the
3: straw that broke the camel's back
1: yeah exactly like i'm sure all of us have been like have you ever seen those memes of like uh it's like your shirt getting caught on a door handle and says why does this only happen when you're in a bad mood
3: one of the biggest ones is like when you used to have wired headphones and you like put a weight down it pulls it out of your ear or and something like, like that No, ah! my
1: no, my ears hurt yeah. and the music stopped now I can't hear the music anymore
3: and somebody opens the door and says hey Usher, you <laughs> like, oh
1: really he's like I can Mm. hit. He's like, I can either handle being called Usher or being told to f off, but I can't handle both at the same time.
2: I don't know that feeling. I know the feeling, like when my bracelet. Well, when so I wear two bracelets, um, and they have charms on them. I used to have a tea kettle on it. I make her
1: take them off because they're so damn loud. Yeah, you can't jingle. You can hear them.
2: I like the jingle. It calms me down.
1: You should have mentioned that about the thing earlier about what you do when you're in a bad mood,
2: oh, well, I do it, and sometimes here I f- comes another
1: long winded story too
3: because uh, if you lose one, then you still have one more, so like
1: that yeah,
2: well, I lost the tea kettle, so you can kind of see it it's like missing, but um when I oh, used- I remember when that happened, yeah, okay. when I used to have the tea kettle, it used to get caught on my knitted clothes, so all my cashmere clothes and knitted clothes would get caught by it, and I'm like, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do. And then Somebody you don't want to break
1: me. it. You don't want to break the No,
2: and like I'm trying to figure out a way to get my wrists out and then I get really frustrated where I'm yeah. like, just just cut it. I don't care. And then sure the,
3: the person who comes to cut it says, Hey, usher you <laughs> It's literally
1: <laughs> the d- design like all those things are designed to like make a bad day worse yeah. for exactly. everyone. For me it's uh it's the I-, I tend to be one of those people that uh, People here at work joke around about the fact that I walk. I have like uh, <laughs> heavy feet. <laughs> I, I've been okay. I've been skating <laughs> for twenty-three years. Okay, I've had either rollerblades on my feet for twenty-three years, and in years before that, I played hockey for for twelve years. So I've almost always had things on my feet, he- heavy, heavy, heavy. So I walk very heavily throughout the house. Now I'm extremely self-conscious about it. I'll be play, walking yeah. down the stairs, and the whole house sounds like it's shaking. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even weigh that much. I'm like five foot five. This is bullshit and um but what happens is is that when i I just swore because this segment is already screwed if we're uh but uh (laughs) um, fuck exactly Oof. well I, I wouldn't have gone that far right, but, you well, know I'll it figure. is what it is but like what happens is when i'm having a bad day invariably i will stub my pinky toe on oh, something yeah. dude um that me all the time. and mm-hmm. i will start screaming and swearing and, and, and shouting <coughs> to the high heavens
3: i will not because i know or i feel like there's somebody waiting over my shoulder that gets joy out of me being <laughs> in pain and i'm like I'm going to pretend like this
1: didn't Not happen. today, Satan. Not giving
3: you what you want. Yep. Really? You know, I'm yep. really psychotic. Might be the most
1: narcissistic thing we've ever, like me and you believing that, like somebody's going to care.
3: Well, you know, there's some kind of spirit responsible for bad luck. That's that, kind of yeah, what I'm that thinking. That could be it.
2: The, the, oh, well, there's some people that actually believe it. But for me, when I get hurt, I'm really insane. I laugh at it. Like yep. there was a time where like I fell on my um, my bottom and like I almost broke my Tailbone And I was like laughing Real Real bad And like Everybody was like Are you okay And I'm like Yeah I just fell
1: that's how skating falls are for me. Mm-hmm. I've to, uh, I, I talk about that a lot in my mm-hmm. videos. Like uh, you just I, laugh it off. I no, I don't laugh it off. I literally I I bathe in the pain. Because I try and it, pretend it doesn't happen. It, it wakes me up and it makes yeah. me. It, it kind of reminds me that you're that you're human and you're mortal. One yeah. thing about living in the West is like a lot of people take for granted just how easy we have it here. Yeah. Uh. Yes, you have some debt, and yes, your life might you might have to work a lot, but in general. We have it very, very, very good I was good literally here. thinking
3: about that yesterday as I was walking to my car. It was like 20 degrees, and I'm like, I'm not even cold right now because thinking about being like in Soviet Russia standing on a log and negative 60 naked. <laughs> At least I'm not in the gulag. Like, oh my God, how did people survive that?
2: Yeah, like Brett was making fun of me because I said, this is cold. And he's like, "Oh, you tiny little Californian. And like, you can't stand the cold. And I was like, it's that cold. That was a horrible
1: rendition of me making fun <laughs> no, of No, because you. I was about how, to... How <laughs> I make fun of her is actually far better than that. Please do not. I'm insulted By how you portrayed my insulting you.
2: Well, you made fun of me saying like I can't stand the cold. I almost died yesterday because of the cold. Really? I fell in the snow.
1: I think I have a number for a ambulance here somewhere.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's the ambulance number?
1: Uh, it's actually you can take it uh, and you go to a restaurant and you get some French fries. French
3: fries? Yes.
2: Oh my god! I have French (laughs) fries at home because I went to this. Dirt. I went to this Korean restaurant that had chicken badogi. 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 that's not how you pronounce it but i, I i'm not korean so sorry um it's the sweet beef and it was poutine and i was really happy but i wasn't happy when they put jalapenos in it but it was okay
1: it's not good
2: yeah it, it looked like a nacho kind of and i was like this is not poutine poutine is so good and glorious <laughs> those cheese curds come on
1: this all—all of, all of which me. this has nothing to do with—happened to Jason Derulo. But I do imagine <laughs> that as a celebrity, um, that the, the, they have to. This stuff happens on a regular yeah. basis, so uh, it's clearly out of the ordinary for somebody like that, for for him to do this. Otherwise, I feel like I wouldn't have seen the story so many places.
3: Yeah, because like if it happened all the time, like.
1: Not like the we we we, we discussed we discussed in the Antonio Brown. I don't know if you saw that incident of the guy. The Antonio Brown's a football player for the Buccaneers, uh, and he um he like ran out in the field took
3: a shirt off took a clip. shirt off yeah what was that about? and basically that. Well,
1: basically like uh, the coach wanted him to play and he said i'm too injured to play and this guy's got like a but but what i'm saying is like for derulo clearly this isn't the commonplace but with Ant- uh, antonio brown there was a bunch of stories of him with kind of bizarre behavior
3: yeah so you was, don't hear much about jason uh, derulo doing stuff like this no so
1: uh i feel like it, there would have been more news about it uh, or yeah. less news about it if it was more commonplace
3: i gotta say he's a a really great songwriter, too. Jason
1: Derulo? He's written yeah. so
3: many songs for other people that I know about that have been, like, straight-up hits.
1: And uh, one of those artists that uh, proves how... De- a lot of people don't realize how difficult it is to both dance and perform at the same time, um, yeah. to sing and dance at the same time. Yeah, yeah look at me. Like, yeah. If you look at, like, something like what we do here, like, it took a couple of... Uh, before we went live, it was uh, basically fixed, but when we started recording these segments, even just getting your breathing pattern down and learning to to talk normally in front of a camera Mm -hmm. without hyperventilating and stuff is like a skill set so I always think
3: about learning to play the guitar and sing at the same time that took me forever Forever. to learn how to do it was like I'm never gonna get this
1: Jason and Derulo yeah. does have one of my favorite music videos ever because it's like, it's basically a copy and paste of the, like, uh, for, I think 2009 was one of the best years ever for pop music, uh, for pop, oh, R&B, yeah, hip hop. 2009 was incredible. If, uh, if you want proof, go listen to the DJ Earworm 2009. He does a, uh, every year he does like a mashup of all the best pop songs. Now mm-hmm. I don't listen to the radio, but uh, I, I did back then because I, I was well, driving. Back then for, they still
3: oh. played like rock on it yeah like I, I was six kids and I, the ready set who jason Drulo wrote that oh my god love like the, whoa song oh my god I, I, which that was know, the
1: that was the name i was looking for when i love said like what, is, what if somebody mistook mistook you for the guy the from ready the ready set? ready set that was I'd li- be honored <laughs> it was his hair it was his hair Maybe. like he had question, the
2: hair zumer has question what's ready set
3: the ready set is like one of the first neo neon punk guys from my space who popularized AutoTune in that space
1: think like uh, what would eventually become like gym class heroes and uh Ooh. yeah moved on to yeah it's that whole generation there's some uh, uh who you probably was, haven't heard of never show metro station metro station metro station uh yeah man we're getting into wait what
2: about <laughs> oh yeah
3: man that was my jam <laughs> i'm still stuck in those times a little
1: uh after they have a song called after the fall that wait I what about
2: love. the far east movement what? That's a
1: little bit later down the line. Um, um
2: the the people who sing rocketeer and fly like a G6. Those
3: those those later. More 2012 and, stuff yeah. yeah
1: it was um but 2009 uh, if you will listen to the dj earworm mashup uh, of the 2009 pop songs and uh, it's absolutely incredible the amount of song that uh jay sean had a, a very popular song a couple of popular songs that year but Darula had a song called the Sky Is the limit that it's the most 90s music video i've ever seen it's literally him dancing with a girl in a room of in like a fisheye filmed room of mirrors dude it, it's it's hilarious even awesome. in 20
3: um so I don't tell many people this, but when I was living in New York, I tried out for The Voice, and uh, I picked, like, a couple songs. One of them was a Jason Derulo song that was popular at the time. It was, like, that one song where it's, like...
2: That song, what is that called?
1: I know what you're talking about.
2: Hey, don't you want to want me?
1: I want you to want me. Yeah, I want you to want me. Yep. Yep there there was like a, a guitar set right, there was like a guitar center them. sessions version of that that and was even like even
3: that was great
1: that was like acoustic guitar oh my that, God. Was, that was, I, was like I forgot to he sang Subway.
2: savage love I don't
3: know what
1: that is. I don't know that one
2: it's a TikTok song where it's like savage love she, she's such a
1: everything <laughs> this generation is just filtered through the internet it's insane
2: well <laughs> do you remember talk dirty to me
1: I do yes. know the song but um, and <laughs> then wiggle riding don't solo is better anyways. I know the wiggles
2: no, there's a song that he sang that was like, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, I hated dun. that song.
1: Too bad for the people who are listening <laughs> to the audio version of this, they can't see Miracle uh, yeah. doing what was supposed to be like a weird dance right there. Oh,
2: I did a dance?
1: It was kind of a dance. Um,
2: and yes. then you remember that song, What She Said?
1: Yep. Maybe. That was, t- he, not, t- okay. What You Said. Oh, we yeah, talking yeah. about it, image was the, and the heap. it was the Imogen mm-hmm. Heap song. Yeah, that, that was, was a
3: uh, Steal.
1: No it wasn't Maybe not They worked together on it Did
2: they? She it says helped. Jason she, Derulo but Yeah but it,
1: she does that chorus
3: Yeah but he pulled that <clears> chorus From her old from her. song Hide and Seek Yes This yeah. like way older So she wasn't actually Going back But she, like got, back she gets studio. money she?
1: from it Oh She, yeah. she, no she still way. gets money She's from it No he's
2: not 32 years old I'm not old.
3: accusing him Of stealing the song okay. I know they worked out Some kind of deal
1: The Imogen Heap Is another one who uh, She's amazing paved the way for bands like polica um dude
3: she invented her own gloves to make music while standing in certain parts of the stage and she waves her hands
1: arguably she would have been influenced by bjork and yeah um yeah Yeah. so there's a lot of like uh uh, i like that generation of she has a song called two to one that uh two dash one that's really really good yeah uh very very good artist uh i love her uh, I'm not. I don't really follow as much anymore. But yes. uh, you know, a lot of those artists, it's kind of hard because they hit their heyday, and they'll still have their hardcore fans, right? Yeah, but, yeah. We we've gone off the topic of Jason Derulo getting into. Well, we got kind of got back on it when we were talking about his music. We got it. Mm-hmm. We
3: used him as a gateway to get into talking about music, which I'm totally pumped about. Maybe he yeah. had like a
1: bad perform. Maybe he had like a, a bad performance that day.
3: But yeah, it was just funny seeing him like lining at some dude and like. I just can't picture myself even flying. Like even if it was the last, you know, straw for me, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like I don't think so. You think you would? Maybe but you don't I, know. Maybe I. Maybe I don't know.
1: You. Yeah. Like you don't know what it's like. He's got a. He's got an entourage. Maybe he was
3: drunk. I don't know.
1: Well, uh, he's got an entourage. He's got a busy life. He's got a lot going yeah. on. Like I'm. You know, everybody has their breaking point, and everyone can have a bad
3: day. Maybe he really likes Usher too, and he's defending <laughs> his friend. I don't know, or or he hates
1: Usher, and he's like, "Don't you compare me to Usher?" It's mm-hmm. like, "Don't
3: you ever compare me to Though Usher?" Though I think again. that would
1: be a, I think that would be a, a step up for him, at least yeah. as far as uh, you know
3: maybe it was Usher and they miss <laughs>
1: and uh, Usher's just got the greatest PR team ever mm-hmm. yeah. and they've just like no it wasn't Usher it was Jason Derulo yeah. yeah because maybe like Derulo like snubbed him at a party once like Usher reached out for a uh, handshake yeah. and Derulo just like walked past him and so, exactly. ever since then there's like there's like a ven- like a blood oath vendetta against
3: one another he thinks about him when he goes to sleep <laughs> thinks about him when he wakes up I'll mm-hmm. get you before I'm done so Derulo like writing down the license plate you know <sighs> you've seen the Gruber yeah, around, yeah like,
2: mm-hmm. oh. but out of the um out of those two which one do you prefer oh let me also throw in neo because neo was a part of their time too yes he was um which at first one? when
1: you said neo i thought you were talking about the matrix neo i was like what no no, neo uh
2: it's uh and hyphen y-o yeah yes but basically out of those three which one do you prefer more
3: who are the three that were
2: so jason derulo usher and neo
3: I've only ever heard Jason Derulo's stuff. I don't really... I can't, you know...
1: You've like never Usher heard an Usher song.
2: Oh, no. my God. I bet you have. Maybe. Um, I probably have. DJ's making could... us fall, um, fall in love tonight.
1: I'm, How does that I'm, go? Like my mind is blown right now that a dude who makes mean, okay, music... okay, so... I, <laughs> hey,
2: hey, you know this isn't my
3: influence. I'm not an R&B guy.
2: Okay, and there's also the song... Um, he
1: made the song You Make Me Wanna, which was yeah, like his first you, hit single when he was like 12.
2: Also the song Lu- um Love is in this club tonight um in this club. I've heard the first song
3: that you mentioned and I I know uh, a band that featured Neo mm-hmm. in the song but I'd have to say Jason Derulo. Oh, he down. also
2: did a ABC song for Sesame Street.
3: Why well, don't watch Sesame Street, near Sorry. Anymore.
2: We're
1: not exactly the target demographic for Sesame Street right now.
2: Uh okay. Or are we? Uh pff, I don't know, but there's also the song Climax. Do you remember that? I'd have to hear it.
3: Nope.
2: Uh, nope. We're not all really to it. I we're, can't, we're going, can't reach his not We're moving right, on. You're right. You're right.
1: We, we can't get into We are that. moving on. We are going to talk about Beavis and Butthead uh, <laughs> since we're uh, clearly Gen, Gen X inspired here.
2: Also, you know Neo's songs, Miss Independent? Like Miss <laughs>
1: Independent? Okay.
2: No, no. no uh, it's like she's no. Miss Independent.
1: Okay. No, I when I mean say that. we're moving on. Sorry. We're moving on. <laughs>
2: Sorry. I really love them. Like I grew up on them. On. Um, all three. Of All them. three of those artists. Yeah. Okay,
1: um, I'm restarting here uh, because Miracle just can't take a hint.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm really persistent.
1: I'm kidding. I mean, I'm I'm kidding. It's it's fine.
2: It's okay. I've been single for like a long time. What? I don't.
3: Know. Did you just have to bring that up?
1: That, made, yeah. that makes no I, sense. She literally talks about her boyfriend in every. Yeah, episode. see, that
3: was a way of her bringing her boyfriend into this. She's like, how?
1: She's like, how can I bring it up without she's bringing it the boyfriend? Up. In. Yeah. Uh, so that was weird. What does being persistent have to do with any of that?
2: Because I, I was like, I need a date. I need a boy. I need a man. I need a four hundred one k.
1: That is the that might be the greatest uh, discussion of like what women actually think men mean to them uh, ever. That was a Freudian slip. If anything, she's like, <laughs> I don't need a man. I need a wallet. I need a I need thing. a skin wallet that can just provide me with what I need at any time. But it's funny because
2: right now I'm the breadwinner. I know <laughs> it's so funny.
3: Is that funny?
1: That feels like a low blow, too. She's like, now you're now you're airing out his finances on here? Dude, yeah. if I was him, I would just dump your ass to the no, curb. No, I have
2: said it to his face, and he's like, yeah, you the butt, not
1: Yeah, but you're talking so about it, it like to like his that? face. In, pr- in private, that's fine, but you're talking about it on air right now. If I was him, I'd dump your ass to the curb.
2: No, I said it in front of his friends, too. Uh,
3: Why? Why are you doing this to him?
1: <laughs> you're kind I'm, of being
2: a... Unless I'm,
3: he likes that emasculation or... Is that a masculine? I
2: can't no. throw that laundry out there.
3: Oh, God. Let's move we're on. We're
1: moving the frick on. You're freaking... <laughs> Miracle, you're awful. Um, you're awful. Uh, we love you to death, but you're awful. Now we're talking about Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beavis and Butthead head creator shares first look at revival film. Sets window for release. Beavis and Butthead's Mike Judge shows off concept art of the titular teenagers as adults while confirming the release window Ooh. for their new movie. Oh, I thought it was going to be a show mm-hmm. and not a movie. I'm kind of glad that it's going Is to be movie a movie. Is the
3: movie going to be a cartoon?
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, hope well,
3: so. I mean, you could do live action Beavis and Butthead. Uh. It'd be weird. Okay,
1: before we even get into it, who the hell do you cast?
3: <laughs> uh, I think we all know.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. Who do you cast? I want to know who you who
2: you'd cast. You cast a... Danny DeVito.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> I would cast. I don't think they'd accept this part, but they got a pretty Rogan. busy schedule.
1: Neil Patrick Harris on the right.
2: For, is that butthead? Yes. Yeah.
3: Uh, so I was going to say Joe Biden, but oh. I think no. the joke's been lost.
1: Yeah.
3: That's untasteful. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know uh, I, I would have said uh, there's a bunch of actors that you could do for could also, do for full grown mm-hmm. but uh, yes I have no idea who, have you ever seen the? now I forget who the actors are to mentioned there's like a there's a great meme of like all four of the characters all, all four of them from King of the Hill and like the person that would play them
3: oh yeah I've seen have, that have you ever seen that
1: yeah there's also a
3: really funny video about like a real life version of Doug have you ever seen that Let's find out. It's on YouTube. Oh, Oh, okay. It's a V. Yeah. So
1: it says Judge posted concept art of an adult Butthead and Beavis tweeting Beavis and Butthead will be returning this year with a brand new movie and more on Paramount Plus. No exact date yet. I know. It's like the one streaming service we just refuse to get. Like I'm like, I
2: am No, it's the second one because we don't have Peacock. There's a lot of streaming services. I will not get
1: Peacock and I will not get uh, Paramount Plus. Frankly, the fact that they would call it Peacock is just Presumptuous to think that anybody would want to buy a streaming service called Peacock.
2: Let me peek. <laughs> Never mind. That was a <laughs> that was a t- distasteful <laughs> comment. But let me see that uh, Peacock subscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna save it right there. Deep breath. Maybe we should
3: just cut this whole segment. <laughs> no, nope, we're good. No, <laughs> Sorry, no we're not dude, right?
1: this is far from the the, also, the worst.
2: Also, somebody named the anxiety tiger that you need to hold. We're gonna name it Tigger Apparently,
3: we're so, not naming. Hey, that's the that's name copyrighted. of my
1: old dog. That's copyrighted.
2: No, we're gonna spell it different. So instead of like the T I G G E R, <laughs> we're gonna spell it with H. So it's gonna be T. <laughs> <Are> okay. <you kidding? laughs> it's gonna be T I G H E R. That's
1: just Tiger with an extra letter.
2: <laughs> or we can so name it Trigger. H. We can name it Trigger. Do you want Trigger?
1: I want more name suggestions, and I get to pick the names once we get the pool of them. Miracle Do you want you Trigger? Can, no, I don't. Uh, Lisa I, Frank. Nope. Oh my. It
2: looks very Lisa Frank like, even though it's Miss a
1: tail.
2: I told you so many times. I know who
3: Lisa Frank is.
1: I know who Anne Frank is. I don't know who That's Lisa who I
3: is. thought she said at first. Yes. I'm like, why is my mind going there? I
2: don't Beavis know. Beavis
3: and Butthead originally
1: aired on MTV in <coughs> 1992 as part of the animation showcase, Liquid Television. Picked up for seven seasons between 93 and 97. That's actually...
3: Hey, Brett, you have a bug on your right shoulder? Here? Yeah. I don't know what that is. I think it's a ladybug. Aw. Or a tiny s- bug. Anyway. No, so it's a ladybug. Yeah.
1: Okay, we're good. Make a wish. Um, the... I would have just left it. <laughs> there, like, every time it would happen to Miracle, I would just...
3: I thought it was a stink bug, like a baby stink bug, okay. so that's the only reason I brought it up. Okay,
1: so it says uh, the show ran from 1993 to 1998 uh, to 97, so that's like that's literally the definition of Gen X. Like, I can hear the Nirvana playing right now. Uh, as we do this, uh, the franchise wrote a wave of popularity and notoriety in a 1996 feature film *Beavis and ButtHead Do America*, which is a classic. Oh yeah! If you like the *South Park* movie, you will love *Beavis and ButtHead Do America*. Uh, after a brief MTV revival in 2011, I never saw the 2011 revival. Mm-hmm. Though, ironically, it was, or though oddly enough, it's probably better than whatever's going to come out now. Like this, this show has a very, very, very tough road ahead of it in current Yeah, year. I was going
3: to say, are they, yeah. are the same people doing it? Is it?
1: It's, uh, I mean, it looks like it's the same people involved, but they're going to play adults.
2: It. Uh, I
3: thought they were adults.
2: No. no. they're
1: like, they're like young adults okay. in that show. Um, also,
2: the sketches reminds me of the sketch of, uh, Dear David. Do you know what that is? So, the artist, his name is John Elias. He write. he's a comic book artist so where he talks about his life. It, and he has like a weird shaped head, but he has this like <clears throat> this ghost that's like haunting him that's um so the whole story behind it is like this ghost haunted him, and his name is dear David, and like his face is like sunken in in one side, and the sketch looks like butthead, kind of okay, and it kind of scares me because, like um, he actually has photographic images of dear David like jumping on top of him because he had a dream where he like was
3: really a, th- a ghost
2: it is like a ghost child. And there's like a the
3: smoky film of this?
2: No, it's like a vivid picture. Like it's just Send that to me, please. You can find it. Let's search up. She's too
1: lazy. She'll tell you I'm all about it. You're go looking for it. Send, I'll, I'll it, send it to her. The burden of it.
2: proof is on you, Miracle. <clears throat> yes, Thank I'll send you. it to you. Thank Thank you. you. I'll send it through Brett's account. Okay. Because I'm using his laptop.
1: No, do it on your phone. No. Beaves and me <laughs> 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 This is me and Miracle every day. We just fight. It's
2: but yeah, they're planning to it's make a, a movie time. off of it. Okay.
1: Beavis and Butthead stirred controversy for depicting two unsupervised, unintelligent teenage boys getting into vulgar and violent adventures. A number of fatal accidents were blamed on children emulating the show. And while dubious evidence led to no legal action being taken, MTV nonetheless censored some episodes and added a disclaimer to the start of the show reading. Mm -hmm. Beavis and Butthead are not real. They are stupid cartoon people completely made up by this Texas guy whom we hardly even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because but, and, but even back, even the even the trigger warnings were better back in the day. Yeah. Like now it'd be like Beavis and Butthead was created at a time when the cultural shift in America was just starting. And due to a change in the way that we be- observe popular culture in America, we believe that some of the material in this episode could be sensitive to viewers of a certain age demographic. Please view responsibly. And if you are under the age of 18, please consult yeah, your parents. Right. It would be something like that. And it would literally have to be read in that voice. It would be so freaking boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's like, ba- that's what you'd end up with. And instead it's uh Beavis and Butthead or not real and they're stupid cartoon people made up by this guy in Texas who we hardly even know. Even back then they were based in, the, in their trigger warnings. Beavis yeah. and Butthead are dumb th- <laughs> Beavis and Butthead are dumb, cruel thoughtless, ugly, sexist, self-destructive fools, but for some reason the little wiener heads make us laugh.
4: Yes! Uh,
1: episodes also included actual music videos with the addition of crass commentary from the Beavis and Butthead intrinsically tying the show to the MTV cultural yeah. phenomenon.
2: Bless you. Thank you. Sorry.
1: She literally sneezed your headphones off. Um, Uh, At least she kind of did it away from the microphone. That was a show note. They're like, can you step coughing and sneezing into the microphone? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Beavis and Butthead introduced many to the notion of adult animation and is often credited with blazing the trails for other animated series like South Park and Family Guy. Uh, so that's the, one of the reasons I like this article for you is because you're much more uh, in I tune like with animation. I are much them. Well, you're much more in tune with animation mm-hmm. than, than me uh, as I was never really I an never adult. Never I love
3: South Park. I do too. But it's not about the animation.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Would you? Would I see a lot of uh, similarities between at least in, in tone? Not obviously not in animation style, but yeah. in tone to South Park. Mm-hmm. Um, it, though South Park, oddly enough, is like literally a behemoth that is now what twenty-two seasons or something like that. Oh man, they, they
3: made seasons. a whole season trying to get canceled. Yep. Yeah,
1: yep. you
2: remember hashtag cancel South yeah. Park? Yep. The promotion billboards those yeah, are the, Parker
1: uh, Matt and Matt Stone are geniuses as is Mike Judge so Judge mm-hmm. created Beavis and Butthead is a satire of Generation X and I have like my older brother is Gen X uh, my brother is what he's 43 or something now no he's 40 yes Wait, how old am I <laughs> I don't know. You're 35. I'm 35. Uh, My brother, yeah, my brother's like seven years older than me. So he's he's 42. Uh, And all of these movies define this generation. But a lot of these things that he created go far past just affecting Gen X when you really think about it. Because I'm I'm a millennial technically. And it says Fox's King of the Hill, HBO's Silicon Valley, and movies like Office Space and Idiocracy. All Mike Judge creations. All things extremely cultural, still culturally relevant. Uh, Judge has proven the ability to adapt and change uh, his satirical social targets. Uh, to kind of run with modern times, right? Because mm. Silicon yeah. Valley is only a couple years old. Idiocracy I mean, that's, is
3: hilarious. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, it says the second Beavis and Butthead movie will stream on Paramount Pictures in 2022. This is actually the perfect definition of a movie that's kind of made for streaming services. Now, we kind of joke at times about how, like, certain movies were just made for TV movies. That's like a thing. Or, like, Lion King Part 2 mm-hmm. was never going to be released yeah, in theaters. Yeah, it's
3: almost not a insult anymore
1: yeah so a movie like this i don't i mean beavis and butthead do america if it got a theatrical release uh probably didn't do that well
3: mm-hmm. well actually you know what let's find maybe out maybe it did for like one day
1: well let's but, let's yeah. find out let's, no because i could be completely wrong that's that's literally me being extremely presumptuous i
2: remember seeing clips of it but i never watched this show
3: i wouldn't go see it in theaters
1: that, like i'm saying like it's it's not necessarily one that <laughs> you would uh,
3: then again i wouldn't go really see anything uh, in theaters uh, at this point Let's find out here. He's
2: doing a live search right now. Yep. Brett on the scene, live searching. Uh,
1: where's J- it. Does it doo. not have it in there?
2: But yeah, like off-topic, the song for Savage Love." Basically, it had a whole dance where they're like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. I
3: saw like a bunch of uses of that song, <laughs> but I didn't know what it was or where it came from.
2: It's just basically like Jason Derulo just cashing out money on quick money on TikTok.
1: He also had Uh, had Mm -hmm. a budget of 12 million and had a gross of 63 million.
3: For Beavis and Butthead? Yes. Wow. Uh, So that's not too bad. Pretty good for an entirely cartoon movie.
1: Because at that time, I think adult cartoons were still considered, as popular as the show was, was not necessarily as mainstream as it is now. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like Ren and Stimpy and all that other stuff.
2: I thought those were adult. kids cartoons Ramp yeah they Stippen. started
3: out that way and then like i don't know my parents said i can't watch Red well there Stimpy was a, they, so they start having like adult swim and mm-hmm. they put them on later
2: yeah well why. there was an episode where like uh you can find it on youtube where they talk about it where like he's cutting the wood but it looks like it looks like they're having coitus
1: Broke the so <laughs> Beavis and Butthead do America broke the box office record for an opening weekend in December until Scream two uh, did uh, broke that record the following year.
3: Oh, so it wasn't theaters.
1: Yep. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it had what uh, I was leaving you. That was the box office gross of that movie uh, okay. it was sixty three million. Uh, so, yes, that's... Uh, so it turned a huge profit. Yeah. Like that's a, well, that seems to be, like, in my opinion, that's where the future of, of, these, of this industry is going, is getting away from big-budget films and making smaller-budget movies that people yeah. actually want to see. A good example of that is A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part 2, both of which were made on much smaller budgets and grossed far better. At the, like, pound for pound, they made the most money this year, if I
3: remember. Other yeah, than well, I mean, we're mm-hmm. in a digital space now. I mean... Yeah. It follows music production. Like, everyone can make music yep. now. Yep. We were- it doesn't cost anything. You used to have to go and get stuff recorded professionally.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But now it's like, if you know what you're doing, you can make very low budget. High quality music, yeah, yeah. but it, low
1: budget. But if you're creating something people want to hear, the budget exactly. does like that. Like when I talk about Hollywood, like movie making, like we were talking, we were discussing the Northman, the trailer for the Northman, yeah. uh, and there is this difference between like an A twenty four studio independent film. Uh, and the look of, like, a big-budget Hollywood motion picture. Yeah. There's just a. a it's. I, I always think it comes down more to the color grading and how they... It does, yeah. Uh, there's things like, you
3: can do to make it look like it was Hollywood made. Yes.
1: So, like, there, there's just a difference in style and tone, but that doesn't mean that that's the only style that works, right? Oh, exactly. But, the, but when you do something on a lower budget, you have to have good storytelling. Exactly. You can't... What Hollywood lacks in its ability to tell a cohesive new story these days, they make up for in exactly. glitz, glamour, and shiny yep. objects so uh I, I think maybe beavis and butthead uh is right up there where we need to be lower mm-hmm. budget maybe just make it, as long as it's really funny uh as long as it's really funny people might like it yeah so i'm i will probably end up watching it i mean i'm yeah. gonna watch it for yep, sure for you sure. want to
2: watch it with us yeah. just tell chris and he'll buy the ticket for you just Venmo
1: it's not going to okay. be in the theaters oh it is th- no oh, it's, uh, i told you paramount plus
2: Ah, I don't so want to do pay we, for that was it. The,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll probably end up having Paramount. We'll probably have to at some point. go, uh,
2: I I mean, Tim, we need another business expense. It's it's a
1: write off. Yeah, um, that's a write off for uh, yes for part of our other part of our job. Uh, <laughs> the second part of our job. So yes, uh, I, I do want to see this. Uh, I, I do love the original show. Not probably not as much as my brother would have loved it, but you know it's but it's such a cultural phenomenon that it's like I try to compare these things to like. How many things can you see, does something create that somebody who has no idea what it's about would know about? Like putting your shirt on your head and saying Mm -hmm. Cornholio. Yeah. A person who has probably heard that has no clue what Beavis and Butthead are.
2: Yeah. I I know what they are, but I don't understand the joke. How's that funny? Uh, We
1: literally can't imitate it.
3: It wouldn't be funny if we You would have to see beavis and butthead to know yeah to understand
2: well, it's I nostalgia lose.
3: funny it's funny because the show and the show's funny because of that
2: it's am funny. i gonna lose brain cells if i watch it maybe i okay. can't promise you anything. because i don't want to lose any more brain cells i grew up on spongebob it's SpongeBob funny. Is
3: actually a very intelligent show
2: it is but like when it first came out they did research on kids who watch it and they said kids who grew up watching spongebob their attention spam is equivalent to a goldfish
3: i don't that's, that's just what, the way that's in written the beginning. makes me think that was a biased. But f- it was and not
1: beginning. to mention designed to yeah. like, oh my God, like a person read some stat
3: and they're just like, oh, I got my headline right here. Yeah, attention of a goldfish.
1: Yep.
2: Well, that was like in the beginning when it first came out. But well, now I think it's like kind of trash now. because that, Well, it is d-
3: because there's a different writer. Mm-hmm. The first three seasons were one guy and yeah. then the guy who took over totally ruined it.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I it don't is know. what it is. Well, I like the jokes that they have now. The, some of the jokes are funny.
1: Me, me and you are so different from Miracle. I know. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, uh, It must be like a...
3: Which is why it's good that you and Miracle are doing this show.
1: Uh, why? So I can tell her she's wrong all the time?
3: You and me would just agree on everything. I'm just kidding, Miracle. You know this.
2: But he's like a couple of years younger than you. You shut up, old man. And just gonna pull the old man card now.
3: What does that say for me? middle-aged man <laughs>
2: you're not middle-aged i'm older than you
3: i know but like a couple of years
1: yeah
2: yeah i don't know i'm just gonna pull old man just go like leave me alone old man you're fired oh leave oh okay bye
1: you're out of here you heard it here Bye. that's right she's gone no thank god <laughs> we're just kidding we're just kidding we love miracle mm-hmm. okay um i want to talk about shaquille o'neal
2: He's still relevant. Uh, this
1: is this was based off the yesterday we talked about Keanu Reeves. Uh, have you heard? Or did you see the story recently? Yeah. I had, I had heard this story before, but basically he donated from the original Matrix movie seventy million dollars of his salary, meaning like percentage points of the back end profits, not his actual original salary, wow. to a leukemia charity, and. Uh, he also like he gave all the stuntmen on the matrix Harley Davidsons wow. and he gave the entire stunt team of John Wick Rolexes But he's well known as a dude who gives up his seat on buses. He still travels on the bus So he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. The yeah. joke is he's a good guy Greg. That's that's the term It's it, it's a it's a good guy Greg. It's somebody who's just such a good dude like I made the joke where I think he does the reason like he does like one good movie and one bad movie is because after he does a good movie like a friend of his Asks him to do a movie. He's just too nice to say no. Yeah, uh, he's like I don't want to do this, <sighs> but you know that that guy's my friend. I'm just going to do the movie anyway. That's how yeah. you get movies like Knock Knock. I've um, never oof. seen it. Uh, everybody, go watch the no. movie. No. Go watch no. the movie. No. If you want to see Look an Look into my
2: eyes. No. No. Look into my eyes. He's pointing at my eyes. I'm writing Look. down Knock eyes. Knock. No, it, Carter, eyes. It's, eyes, <laughs> don't meet. <laughs> my pen doesn't work. It's a very...
1: Uh, <laughs> here. Uh,
2: no. 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 I gave him a pen. Uh, uh, it's, it's a
1: very—if er, you want an early rendition of an Anna Diarmis role, it's—it's uh, it's very funny. It's truly an awful movie. Uh, you will love every second of it. It's—it's it's the cringiest, but the, it's like it literally only works. Okay, I'll describe the movie to you before we get into Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, <laughs> the movie is about l- <coughs> women. The uh, women basically like uh, entrap this dude in his own house and like. Uh, basically like come on to him for like an hour until he finally gives in and does them and then uh, afterwards they then blackmail him uh, be, in the whole ho- his whole house is filled with pictures of his wife and his kids like large like he's this guy's portrayed as like a super family man he's like I love my wife he texts her a thousand times a day and he like these women it's like literally like hot women show up out of nowhere in the rain as a team <laughs> to yeah, these two women together and then they just and then it's just like a site it's supposed to be like a weird sexual psychological thriller the rest of the movie and they torture him and, I gotta see this and it only works because he's such a good guy you could
3: imagine it happening to him. So the movies and like it's, based on his out in real life character.
1: It well like it's it's uncomfortable. like if it was a regular Hollywood celebrity, you'd be like, oh, well they're probably deviants anyways. It's yeah. not funny. But when he's in it, it's just uncomfortable because he's such a nice guy. It's just weird. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but we're not talking about uh, Keanu, we're going to talk about Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille uh, O'Neal,
2: and he was cool.
1: Yes. Uh, so I was like, okay, are there other celebrities who are good about, uh, you know, who are, who are known as good guys? Now, Shaquille O'Neal, I found stuff. Uh, he was the first one that came to mind because of a specific incident we'll talk about here. It's mm-hmm. not the most recent one, but it's the one that made me think of this story. And But part of it is also, like, some people say that he's the opposite. Like, Keanu, it's almost a unanimous incident. Uh, belief that he's like Betty White there isn't a Mm -hmm. person alive that has had a bad thing to say about her there's not a person alive that has a bad thing to say about Keanu but in general most people aren't going to get that level of uh support from from the general public there's always going to be naysayers Mm -hmm. uh and Shaq I saw some negative stuff but for the most part it's really good stuff. And this story was published today or I'm sorry, from yesterday and says Shaquille O'Neal gifted 1000 PS fives and, and Nintendo switches to needy kids over Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal became a real life Santa Claus at Christmas after he gave away thousands of free presents. Before we get into it, he has a a foundation called the Shaquille O'Neal foundation Uh, that, that one thing that I think is different between him and Keanu is he tends to brand his good deeds, which we made the conversation point yesterday. Like it, it it takes away a little bit of the impact when they brand it, but I still say you do, if you do good things, maybe give credit where credit is due. I think the Keanu gets more credit because he goes, so he works so hard not to be seen that way. Yeah. Like So it's like he's trying not to be seen as the, like totally. a, a saintly type guy, but that's what makes people like him more. <coughs> yeah. Shaquille O'Neal tends to brand it a little bit more. So he has the Shaquille O'Neal foundation, whereas Keanu Reeves has like a foundation where he like doesn't attach his name so that his celebrity doesn't o- overshadow it. But that doesn't make what, he's doing, what Shaquille O'Neal is doing any less important. Yeah. And he has a thing. So he gives thousands of presents away wherever at Christmas. He has a party called Shaka Claus. Oh, Shacko Claus, or, you know, uh, every year. And it says uh, the towering former NBA legend uh, decided that he wanted to give underprivileged kids a reason to smile during the 2021 Christmas. So he called up a few friends and dropped some serious cash at Walmart to give away some awesome gifts. He handed out 1000 PlayStation 5s and Nintendo Switch consoles, as well as some bikes. Shacko Claus brought the holiday spirit to children at Wesley Lake Elementary School in McDonough, Georgia. This was a, a Pepsi tweet. Uh, Shaq joined us for the event, which featured donations from Pepsi, Frito Lay, Tonka, and many more. According to Essentially Sports, Shaq felt compelled to give back to the community because of his parents. Speaking on Gary v- uh, Vannerchuk's uh, the Gary V Audio Experience podcast, the seven foot one inch Santa said, "You know me, coming from where I come from. My father was a drill sergeant. My mother was a hardworking working woman. I believe his mom was a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, didn't have a lot, but they taught me to val- They taught me the value of giving back. They taught me that the value." of helping those in need. When I was uh, when I was with the Toys R Us, uh, when I was with Toys R Us, there was an alarming stat. 15 to 20 million kids wake up on Christmas Day not to receive one gift. I felt that one time I don't ever want to have a kid, uh, you know, I felt that one time I don't ever want a kid to feel like that. So, you know, like, He does it in the form of an interview, but I still think it's important. And I I still think he comes across as a good dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, He, he has a lot of videos with his kids like on, on Instagram and stuff like that. And from what I read recently, uh, his kids don't have any access to his, uh, like his, their inheritance unless they finish college. Like so, like he, he's like he's making. He's like you gotta go out there. You gotta do something with your life. You gotta succeed. You're not just going to be able to live off my money. He's so like originally
2: yeah. Bill Gates wanted to do that, but now he didn't.
1: He he yeah. Well, Shaq, he goes, we're not rich. I'm rich.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: That's badass. Yeah. Uh, I think the other Jackie Chan uh, is the same way. Right? Doesn't give money to didn't give money to his kids. Make made his kids get their money on their own. Mm-hmm. One of them was less uh, miracles giving me the death stare because she hates Jackie Chan.
2: Yeah he because he has a um he's a he has a love child and like basically his love child i i scan with her basically she's like he's not my father because he hasn't been in my life and he doesn't care to get to know me or like even reach out to me so he doesn't deserve to
1: uh i wouldn't reach out to her either if she said
3: that
2: <laughs> no because like legit like um because kidding, like kind you know, of oh
3: I'm not going to comment on this. I was, ha- I was have right to. Right but I'm to just think.
1: saying like, mm-hmm. okay, that doesn't necessarily, so one bad mistake doesn't necessarily mean to make him a bad I know, person. But like
2: some people are like, um, I'd say
1: him being more supportive of, of, uh, the CCP is, is more of a problem than, yeah, uh, that's
2: why I don't <laughs> like him for that. But like his, like his, um, love child, basically when she said that, I was like, I kind of like, I kind of identify with that because I don't know who my real father is. And I, I kinda had a father figure, I'm not really sure.
1: That isn't usually like a yes or no or like a,
2: a I'm sh- not really sure. Like I grew up with my grandparents. I had my uncle, but he was here and there. You didn't um, consider
1: your grandfather a father figure?
2: He wasn't there that often.
1: It was mostly your grandma.
2: Yeah, and then like um I did have my stepdad he doesn't like it when I call him stepdad, but it's easier for people to understand why I have a white dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like um
1: Did you consider him a father figure?
2: Uh he was like here and there too. But that
1: was later on, right? One
2: apparently he was there when I was 4, but I don't remember okay. this memory. Damn. But yeah, like for me, I kind of I kind of identify with that because I'm like uh I didn't really have a real dad growing up,
1: but the the mm-hmm. purpose of like what I was saying was that Jackie Chan wasn't giving his kids. Yeah, like he, he told his I've, kids they don't get <laughs> any of his money at that all. That teaches
2: them hard work. They, I, oh, I, I, I believe that. one of his
1: mm-hmm. one of his kids became a stuntman like him.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, Jason Chan.
1: Okay, and and then the the other one had more problems, right? Like there was one that had uh, uh, substance abuse problems. Yeah, uh, um,
2: that's the same one, Jason Chan. Okay,
1: so uh, you know, you're teaching your kids the value of hard work, of what it means to to do something with your life. Uh, I can understand that. And then there's this other story here. This was the one where this is the one I remembered that made me want to talk about this. Not which Jason,
2: is, my bad. Uh,
1: Shaquille O'Neal quietly paid for a random guy's engagement ring while standing in line.
3: Hey, that's nice. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, an
1: unsuspecting man. In this story was from a couple months ago. Uh, this uh, it says an unsuspecting guy at a shopping mall at a shopping mall Zales. I like the idea that Shaquille O'Neal isn't Zales. Mm-hmm. He's worth like four hundred million dollars, and he's at like a Zales like like mid-level, low-level diamond shop, not like some high-end place. Why was he there? Yeah. It says, it says, an unsuspecting guy at a shopping mall, sales got the surprise of his life while trying to pay, for, pay off part of his engagement ring. As the young man talked with the clerk at the jewelry store counter about how much he still owed for his ring and when he'd be able to pay it off, an extraordinarily large hand handed the clerk a credit card. Shaquille O'Neal, the seven foot one basketball legend, known colloquially... 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 As shack, I hate that one. That's like um, what's the other word that uh? There's another word, uh, politiz- politic pol- politicization. Politiza-
3: politicization? Politiz- <laughs> Polit- politicization,
1: politicization, politicization,
3: politicization, politicization. I can't say it either. Exactly.
1: See those? I hate those ones. Colloquial. Mm-hmm. Colloquially. Colloquially. colloquially, colloquially,
3: dude, use words. Use words. It's, use words, it's colloquially, colloquially.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> despite <laughs> the spell, the fact that it's spelled C O L L O Q U I. A L L Y. So colloquially, as Shaq uh, overheard the <laughs> this sucks, overheard the conversation and decided to take care of the bill himself. No big announcement, no fanfare. He just handed over his credit card and shook the stunned customer's hands and patted him on the back, and that was that. Mm-hmm. Someone caught the moment on video and shared it, which prompted Shaq's co-host on NBA on the NBA on TNT to ask him about the uh, the next day. Mm-hmm. One of the few first questions was, "You really went to the mall and went to sales." <laughs>
3: Doesn't that kind of devalue the wedding ring, though? It's supposed to be a quarter of your pay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like yeah, I, free it's, wedding ring.
1: That's funny you mentioned that uh, because uh, I never knew that that's an actual thing. Because there's an, ad, I still remember to this day. It's the, the this speaks to the power of advertising. Yeah. As someone who's never been married, I still remember an ad for a di- for a diamond boutique where someone says. Uh, what else would you expect from something that's supposed to cost three months' salary? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that is a quarter th- of your. pay. Yeah, yeah. So it's a a quarter of your yearly pay.
3: Yeah.
1: You add in the wedding, since the the bride's family no longer pays for the wedding yeah. traditionally, you're just broke. Uh, <laughs> uh, it says not exactly what you. Ex- it says first of all, the first question was. You went to a mall and went to Zales, question <laughs> mark? was looking for this. <laughs> Not exactly where one would expect a person with a $400 million net worth to be hanging out on a Monday. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But Shaq, uh, but Shaq um, uh, pointed out that he was a ju- that he has a jewelry store line at Zales, so he works. Oh. He has like a line of jewel jewelry that goes on that's sold at Zales. He went in to, to get some hoop earrings already. <laughs> so I hope uh, I love the idea that Shaq went to a, a Zales to buy his own line of jewelry.
3: Yeah, or maybe just pick it up. No, he wasn't I wasn't gonna pay
1: for. I it. don't want that. I want. I want. To, I want to find out that Shaq went there and it's just like you know what. I'm going to buy some of my, like he doesn't, he, he's like, I got some at home, but I'm going to go buy some from the store. Cause I don't want to go home or, or something. It's like,
3: he's like, too far away from home he doesn't have time so yeah. he's like I'll just stop in one of my shops and grab a pair of my earrings exactly
1: mm-hmm. the young man at the, ch- at the checkout counter was so shy Shaq said that uh, and when he heard him talking about paying for his engagement ring Shaq asked him how much it was and offered to pay for it at first the guy refused but Shaq insisted and apparently he does random acts of generosity all the time mm-hmm. he said that he would rec- uh, that he was recently in a furniture store seriously do multimillionaires not shop online mm-hmm. <laughs> and saw a mom with an autistic daughter. Buying furniture, he just took care of their bill be just because. I'm not. I'm into making people happy. Said I didn't mean for that to get out because I don't do that. I'm just trying to make people smile. That's all. Shrek Shaq, uh, Shaq's generosity is well documented, despite his preference to keep much of it under wraps. In 2015, in a 2015 interview with Graham Basinger, he explained how his father's charity just. Dis- uh, how his father's charity despite their family not having a lot of money influenced him so it was a big part of their family you know mm-hmm. okay. um, I don't know if they were religious but that's a, a core tenant mm-hmm. of a lot of uh, that Makes
3: sense why he has like the Shaquille O'Neal foundation yeah though. exactly
1: right so yeah. uh, and after giving the family uh, the family's bag of hamburgers to a homeless veteran his father got into the family car and told him if you ever make it big time make sure you help those in need so small gestures that's what's important yeah. like mm-hmm. the small gestures are the one that remind you that you don't need to be a multi-millionaire to make some else's day. exactly. You can do that at any pay grade. If you're, if you're, you know, if you're paying for attention, sure. one story I can tell is, um, I used to work at a target. Uh, it was one of my first jobs. Uh, I managed the photo lab of a target and during the holidays, they would often need me to come up from behind the counter and ring at a regular register. Uh, and it was commonplace for people to like, um, pay for the person behind them. Ah. Uh, but one day, Uh, there's a ladies in line with about uh, $700 worth of Christmas gifts and the guy behind her had a pack of gum and a Mountain Dew and the guy paid for all of it. Oh my God. All of it. Like, uh, and when the lady, first of all, the lady's like, is this a scam or something like, you know, like the, the average person isn't going to know what to do with something like that. And if you looked closely at the guy, looked like every, like an everyday person, but he had on like a, like a nice walk, you know, he had, uh, you know what I mean? Like you could tell that he had money, but it was subtle. Right. So the dude's just like, no, it's the holidays. Merry Christmas, you know, best to you and your family. Uh, And I kid you not helped her bag it. Aww. that was the best part because I, I thought it was like the dude's just like that rich that he just wanted to get his gum and leave but he helped her bag, it Wish Her Merry Christmas and went on his way mm-hmm. so that is like an example of that but you don't need to do That with uh, you hear the stories all the time about people who like they pay for the person behind them in line at a drive-through.
3: Yeah, someone did that to me for Starbucks, and I I paid for the person behind me because I was like, "That's not." So those are that's (laughs) like
1: something you can do. Like uh, it doesn't have to be celebrities. I like bringing up I bring up story I bring up stories about celebrities who like uh, battle with addiction and overcome it because I feel like it's important to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I like bringing up stories like this because the those stories of like a much smaller, more um you know. Uh, modest uh, giving giving back is what can motivate someone like you or me to do that with people. So,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think that's sweet. It is. Mm-hmm. It's really sweet. Has anybody
1: ever done something like that for you?
2: Nope. Like but, <laughs> but I found money on the floor, which I consider lucky. There was one time where, like, my friends and I found $50 on the floor.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. A 50?
2: Yep, a 50.
1: I once found a one. mm mm-hmm a five and a 10 all in the same day. Mm-hmm. That's like the extent of like that for me. That was I found
3: like 20s multiple times in New York City and a 50 once mm-hmm. in Texas. Yeah. If you have, if you're looking like, I don't if know. If you look, look on the ground, you I, will I'm see money. I'm very many. observant. Yeah, same.
2: When it comes to that stuff.
1: I'm very observant <clears throat> when it comes to money being on the ground too. I, I, I notice all the money that ends up on the ground. I notice yeah. everything on the
2: ground. Yeah, <sighs> but also I wanted to make a correction. My bad. His son's name is... Uh, J C. J C. J C. Chan. Okay, I said Jason Chan. Said Jason that's Chan. a that's a singer. My bad.
1: Jason Chen, I know Jason Chen. Yeah, is that you are talking about? Or yeah, Chan? I
2: mixed up the names. Okay,
1: yes, he's a cover artist. He does a lot of good covers. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And also the problem child that you're talking about, um, her name is Etta.
1: Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I she's the strange
2: daughter that I told you about.
1: Oh, that's okay. not the one. I, that's not, I don't consider her. A problem <laughs> child because she's a strange. That's effed up. No, no,
2: no. Um, but she... Thing. You mean there's, the one that
1: there's just drama with?
2: There's just drama and also there's like rumors that she's homeless.
1: Oh, that's sad. That yeah. was like that story about Dr. Dre has like a, a mm-hmm. daughter that's like homeless that but, got cut off.
2: But surprisingly, she has a wife now. So oh, good for she her. might be happy, but there's like rumors that she might be homeless.
1: Well, if they're married, they should mm-hmm. hopefully have like a, uh, a a place to live.
2: Maybe. But there's, like, rumors about it. But, yeah, J.C. Um, Chan. My bad. Don't, don't, uh, don't come not me. me. Don't at me. Don't at me. Don't at me. Don't at me because, like, I don't follow it. But, yeah, his son almost looks like him.
1: Uh, like it's kind of uh, weird. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is uh, one more thing about Shaquille but O'Neal. Shaquille
2: O'Neal is uh, a good thing. says,
1: uh, Shaq once asked a restaurant server how much a tip, uh, of a tip she wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she quipped 4,000. He gave it to her.
2: Oof, what really he gave it
1: to her when Dude, a twelve-year-old so when a twelve-year-old was paralyzed by a stray bullet with a in a shooting, Shaq donated a whole house to his family. A fan who saw Shaq at a Best Buy offered condolences to the star for the untimely death of Shaq's friend and former teammate Kobe Bryant, as well as Shaq's sister Aisha, who had recently passed away from cancer. He was treated to a new laptop, uh, the best one in the store. See, now I'm worried that like
3: people are following Shaq around, yeah, hoping like, good deeds happen.
1: Like I'm literally like. People are like Shaq man uh condo- They're literally like Hoping Yeah Like yeah. I hope yeah. that's not the case People Damn. Leave Shaq alone like, Shaq
2: is a good person
1: Yeah like uh,
2: Even though he played That terrible movie Where he was like uh, A genie Right
3: Actually that's That was not him apparently That was, This is the Mandela effect Cause I Simbad? thought that too Yeah Sinbad was yeah, the yeah, one yeah, yeah. That's well Are you no, sure
1: it was Check Shaquille on O'Neal
3: Okay that's what I thought Yeah Maybe it was the opposite thing
1: mm-hmm. And it's not Shazam It's Kazam
2: it's Kazam. Huh. Yeah, it's Kazam. A lot of people thought it was Sinbad, but yeah. it's actually Shaquille It is on O'Neil. the screen
1: right now, ladies and gentlemen. I know my
2: facts. Uh, Sorry. People
1: get it mixed up because uh, there was... Somebody Sin, mixed me up with that video. Sin, yeah. Sinbad was big at this time. Yeah. Uh, and he had First Kid and he was in...
3: Oh, yeah, First Kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember Sinbad, that movie. Sinbad,
1: man. Sin, Sinbad was the man. Sinbad. Uh, but he was... That's not what Shaquille O'Neal is important for. Shaquille O'Neal is important for the movie Steel. Okay.
2: Uh I yes. don't know that movie.
1: Uh it's a comic book. It was a very early comic book movie. We're oh, talking wait, we talked about it because Yeah, because they reintroduced uh John Henry Irons into uh into
2: Superman into and Lois. Superman
1: and Lois. Uh, so they, bring, they brought Steel back now, which means I can hope that one day we get like a multiverse, like they can introduce the multiverse <laughs> there and we can get Shaquille O'Neal and the the CW version mm-hmm. on the same screen. That would be incredible. Well,
2: they did it with Spider-Man, so maybe. Yep.
1: It could happen. <laughs>
2: it could happen.
1: So you guys, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, that was fun.
2: We actually talked about music this time.
1: Yeah. Uh, Carter, why don't you share with everyone your social media so they know where to find you?
2: Alright. Well,
3: i made it a point to share something on Instagram every day this year, so keep holding me accountable for this New Year's resolution at CarterBanks4L.
1: He's uh, also got like a he he's got like a big at symbol in his office. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, it's very cool. Yes. Yeah. I need to find one like that.
3: So yeah, Carter Banks4L and then the rest is just at CarterBanks on Twitter. I don't really use Twitter, but I'm gonna start.
2: Ooh. Okay.
1: And Miracle Sam, why don't you share with everyone your social media?
2: I don't have social media because it rots your brain. But I did find out that apparently I did have a Minds account, but I don't have any.
1: I would like to point out that that was your coolest and coolest looking uh, sign out that you just did right there. I did? That was that was very, very cool.
2: I don't. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to, to the You were like. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, I did. It was, very,
1: it was very suave. <laughs> it was very good.
2: Because I was thinking Jackie Chan's movie City Hunter. Are you familiar with it? I'm not. Oh, it's so funny because they did a reference to Street uh, Street Fighter, and he was Chun Li.
1: Oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> We've talked about that.
2: Yeah, he was Chun Li, and then like when he won, he did the Chun Li thing.
1: How did they get away with that? Was it Nicki Minaj that made that song, or was that Chun Li? Was that uh, Was that Cardi B that made? that No, the?
2: it's Nicki Minaj okay. because Nicki Minaj like she loves Asian cultures so much. Like <sighs> she was featured in BTS's song um, "Mic Drop," I believe. Yeah, "Mic Drop." Um, but she she's been to Japan and China a lot and she's been inspired and she has like a Chinese um, tattoo, which I think is really cool. I like it when people appreciate culture. It's called appreciation, people.
1: Not appropriation. Ah, yeah. I was say that. yeah. Moral of the story is social media rots your brain.
2: It does. It does. <laughs> but if you're going to have it. But <laughs> if you
1: are going to have social media, folks, uh, be the, if, if this is the road you so choose, you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at pop culture underscore show. You can also mm-hmm. find us on Facebook and you can make our social media guy, Dane, very happy by following us on TikTok. Both of those are at pop culture crisis. If you are going to watch clips of the show, it is at youtube.com slash pop crisis. And then if you click on any of the videos, the episodes are all chopped up into segments. Mm-hmm. But if you want to watch the full presentation as one podcast, there's a link in the description of the YouTube videos for the Spotify playlist. And then you can also find the full podcast available on Spotify. Spotify, on Pandora, on Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon Music. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that is it for today, guys. We will talk to you soon. We'll have another episode tomorrow. Bye, guys.
3: All Bye. Right. See ya.